Tomorrow we're gonna take it back to the OG. Journey into Comics Network. Get ready. Something new is coming. The following, following. the following is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. It's a journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Heritage. <laughs> you gotta get. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh. Rosie oh, O'Donnell is on Tyler's shirt. Welcome, Ladies Rosie. and gentlemen, welcome to Podcast Free Episode Ninety Seven. I'm your host, Dick. We got Tyler here. I'm back. He's back. It's been a while. I missed you so much. I'm sorry. You always make me feel so bad. I mean, I saw you a lot this past <laughs> weekend, and I was very happy about that. I saw you the Fourth of July. I saw you a little bit at work. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Brandon and I did. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Saw you a little bit at work. Saw you the 4th of July. We hung out. We got to chat and talk. Uh, you came to my house. I came to your house. Mm-hmm. <gasps> helped you set up for recording Journey into Comics mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you're now co-host of. Indeed. That's so awesome. Uh, you know how... I've known the, for a while, but you know. You know how in the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, when, when they're explaining like the origin of, of all the rings, Yeah. And there's one ring to bring them all into the, the darkness and bind them? That's me. That's I'll, hot. I'll eventually, That's a good backstory. Thank you. I'll eventually <laughs> be. Solid, I'll, solid I'll, origin. I'll, I'll eventually just be the co-host of every show on the network. <laughs> but if there can be only one, how can there be a co-host? Well, this isn't Highlander. Oh, okay. There can be more than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Good mm-hmm. check. Good check. <laughs> I, that's, that's an awesome thing that I want to talk about briefly. Hold it's on. fucking 2019. Highlander needs to make a comeback. Yeah, you're right. Uh, before we get into that, is, is there any more you want to say on that? On Highlander? Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we'll get into that. But before we do, you might recognize his voice because you he was might. here. He's been here before. He hasn't been here since Drunk Castrophe 2. Welcome back to the show, Patrick Yoki. Hello, hello, people. How are you doing at home? We're doing all right here. I was invited to the Dick Den. The it's Dick awesome. Den. And, uh, That's it's a good one. Many it's, not things. Near, it's not nearly as menacing as I thought it would be. So I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'm drinking my Kyle juice. And uh, we're ready to go. We're talking about some shit. The Dick Den. The, the Dick Den. Den. That is a, <laughs> it's never been called the Dick Den. That the is Dick a new Den. one. So I really dig it. That's, that's a new one. I like it. Um, it. It's been called many things. Like uh, Keegan, he called it the Porn Lord's Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's either the Porn Lord's Dungeon or the Porn Lord's uh, Studio, something like that. I'm pretty sure it was Porn Lord's Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, it, it's I've, I've referred to it as Dick Gravy Studios, Heritage Studios, uh, uh what did Nate call it? Studio Castrophe or something Studio like Dick. that? Studio Dick. Studio ah. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Studio that just, Dick. That just sounds really blunt. Like it's even more so than like Dick. A dick. I don't know what route we're going with this. <laughs> it's blunt, we're still like a in dick. beta. We're still in beta. Okay. We're still in beta. Um. Oh, what did he call it? I'm pretty sure it was Studio Dick. No. House Castrophe. 
Okay. He called like which I guess refers to the whole house, but called it house catastrophe. Back when we had the charitage. It's been called a lot of things. I still fucking rock that charitage. I I'm glad you I have take the weekly naps in that thing. Just weekly? Never weekly. knew what hit it. Like it just I take a couple naps a week in it. Okay. I I didn't know if you had like a designated time once a week nope. where you nap in that chair. Pretty much any time I sit in it, I'm asleep. It's five thirty nine. <laughs> you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know what time it is, boy. Oh yeah. God, I wish I had a deep voice. I wish I had like that. <laughs> I'm he five is... six. You trade things off and on. Like you, you get five things... seven. I get it. <laughs> um, what did I trade? I don't know. You're just insanely good at things. Okay. And and you you ha- you have that charm and and uh, and people fucking love you, man. Thanks. Because I I don't know how many times. I so we had Brandon on here. Mm-hmm. And he gushed about how much he misses you and how, how much he enjoys podcasting with you. Not to mention he, he says this shit like off air just regularly. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to my own show last week, <laughs> which we're going to get into that. Mm. And uh, like 15, 20 minutes into it, Nate and Brandon, like at this point, uh, you've already been announced as the co-host for Journey into Comics. In which, po- in which episode – you, Nate gushed about how much he loved having you on the show. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to Thursday on episode ninety six of Podcastrophe. Hit the reset button. That's something. Something. I'm, I'm pretty sure reset. it was that. Yeah. Uh, Brandon and Nate are just both gushing and fucking sucking your non-existent dick in that tense. Like mm-hmm. the, they, it wasn't there. The metaphorical. The, dick. the, the, metaphorical, the metaphorical dick, dick that was right in front of them. Was that was yours. With yes. much slobbed. Bigger. Yes. They, they fucking slobbed all Narrate over. Narrate my life, you beautiful <laughs> son of a bitch. He rose in the morning. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ready uh, to greet the day. But yeah, it, it like in 2019, as much as people like to stroke their own egos and get their egos stroked, like. It's actually uncomfortable for me sometimes because it's like I'm 5'8". I've got a dad bod. It's in the thing that 2019 dad bods are on the comeback. I know. Why They're do you getting think the I, appreciation they deserve. Why do you think I fucking maintain this thing? It's a <laughs> lot of work. Beer and chicken wings aren't going to eat mm-hmm. themselves. You got mm-hmm. you to commit to the lifestyle. Um, cinnamon rolls, man. Woo. Lots and lots of cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Cinnabon all- made a cinnamon biscuit dessert biscuit mm-hmm. for some reason i haven't tried them yet and i was what? like you already made a dessert biscuit it's called a cinnabon why yes. are you breaking yeah. out honestly into, like, yeah. honestly that doesn't, that doesn't sound appetizing a dessert biscuit like mm, I hey wait. the colonel wanted his version okay the, <laughs> oh, uh, the colonel is a modern deity okay <laughs> the colonel at least same. at least i it, when i drive to kfc at least i can see the colonel when can i see jesus <laughs> They don't got that at church, folks. No. Write it down. Fucking finger licking good. <laughs> when anyway. am I getting the double down back? Oh my god. Uh, double down. Well, they have then the you Cheetos. Wendy. You can see Wendy too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I visit her not as frequently as I used to. Uh, I, I've probably eaten Wendy's two or three times in the last couple weeks. I've had it once in probably the last three or four weeks. Wendy's is good, man. It that is. It's so that good. biggie bag's a hell of a fucking deal. Just give me my chili and call it a day. Yeah. Hot sauce, give cheese, my, and onion. Give me my Serve chicken, it up. Chicky nugs. Spicy chicken nugs. Spicy August. nugs. Baconator. Mm. Spicy Mark nugs are coming down. back next it's month. It's a national holiday. See, I never liked the spicy nugs. Dude. I, I'm, I'm okay with the reg. 
The reg? The, the chicken nugs. Standard issue. Standard. Chicken nuggets is like my family. So, yeah. I We, uh, first day back from shutdown, first official day back from shutdown, the cafeteria was serving chicken nuggets. Mm. I ordered my Happy Meal. <laughs> they're, they're like, what'd you like? And I'm like, I want the Happy Meal. <laughs> and they knew exactly what I wanted. It was was it just, still the still the crusty old woman with the huge mole on her cheek? No, no. It's a, it's Is a she gone? Girl. No, she's still there. <laughs> I think she also works at Wendy's drive through <laughs> Yes. She's the one that takes the little the money from you. She feeds you like ninety percent of your food. Remember, <laughs> remember when Cameron and I would go to the deli every day and get a sandwich? The ladies, one of the ladies that made our fucking sandwiches, I ran into her at Wendy's the other day. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which one? The the black haired lady that's always there. Uh, the one that's kind of olive complected. Okay, not but, her then. Yeah. I mean, the two ladies that were always there are always the two that were there. Wendy's Not the creepy the one making the pizza. Okay. Not the creepy one making the pizza. Okay, so the sandwich lady. Mm-hmm. Black black hair, super, extremely nice. Extremely pleasant lady. Not that one. The other one. Her <laughs> companion. Oh, because the, the, the one I'm talking about, she's the one that, like, remembers you. Yeah. And what you want. Not her. Her companion. Okay. When I was, when I was a temporary and on day shift... I used to go there and get. At first, I would just get uh, chicken and ranch and provolone, toast it, mm-hmm. and then I'd add some fucking buff sauce and yeah. Then I moved on to turkey and pickles. Turkey and pickles. Turkey only. pickles and cheese. Okay. Provolone. And then uh, they something happened with their meat where it was just you could it was obviously frozen. It just it just had like all the freaking water in it and still it was just bad. So I stopped eating there for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Finally, I, I, I gave in. Uh, nothing seemed appealing throughout the rest of the cafeteria, uh, which the cafeteria uh, at SIA is, like, great. It's expensive, it's expensive because they know you're going to eat there. Yeah. Well, it's very hit or miss. Yeah. It's it's either really, really good or really, really bad. Most cafeterias are like mm-hmm. that. It's yeah. just an extreme. There's no, like, oh, that was But there's good. several different <laughs> spots with different selections. Like, uh, there's, like, a healthy spot right there there's that a deli, nobody eats at. there's a pizza i eat there occasionally and then they have like have a specialty a, a specialty bar that has like a different type of specialty like sometimes they'd have chicken caesar salad sometimes they have wings a lot of times they have diarrhea yeah uh there's sometimes a breakfast bar there's a pasta bar uh every big fan third. of the breakfast bar they had that today it sucked oh. uh, i did not eat there um terrible they have the just the general grill, which has fries, and then they have like a a grab and go that has usually like grilled some, cheese, grilled spicy cheese. chicken sandwiches. Yeah, and then some random concoction that they made from the past few days' food. Um, but the 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 fresh is like chicken strips, burgers, and some other shit. Well, I chose the grill today, and I had the all American sub, which was turkey, ham, and American cheese and botulism. You named it. In smallpox. In Christianity. Whoa! <laughs> Tyler, look at your phone. We should call it. Look at your phone. It's the All-American, yep, yep, yep. baby. You know what we're about. Skyler says, look at your phone. I think he already did. <laughs> I did. He did. Hi, Skyler. I don't know who you are, That's but you my seem wife. Nice. Our names rhyme. <laughs> Our nice. names rhyme. It was meant to be. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, remember, remember when we went through our grilled cheese phase? I, I still went through that. That's a pretty good grilled cheese for I two bucks. I went through that. I mean, I'm 
present tense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pro- I'm wrestling with it. I'm right currently now. going through that right now. <laughs> like I, I get I just get so burnt out on everything there that I'm just like, I'm just gonna get a grilled cheese today. Well, why do you think <laughs> why do you think I started doing what, what Chris did and just order a fucking BLT and then you don't have to pay extra for bacon and they give you like ten times the amount of bacon that you would normally get if you added bacon to a sandwich. Yeah. And then it's a fucking bacon sandwich, so it can't be bad. It is very difficult to mess up a BLT. Mm-hmm. You have to be special for that one. Mm-hmm. Skylar says you guys are talking about pizza? All kinds of stuff. Pizza, sandwiches. Food is cool. Chick- I need it to live. Chicken nuggets. Some Pod daddy's here. Pod daddy's here to bless this pod. Let's see we, we were just talking about you, Nate, and how you, like, have been constantly sucking off Tyler. Okay, let's 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 let's, let's clarify. Let's, yeah, let's, let's finish. <laughs> let's finish this this train of thought. Why do you think everyone sucks me so hard, dude? You're just an extremely handy guy, and uh, you, your your conversational skills are just through the roof. It's ADD, man. That's Charisma ninety nine. <laughs> you say ADD, ADD, or ADHD? Yeah. I got them both. I'm sure. <laughs> Self-diagnosed. You're, you're, you're a millennial in America. Of I took course enough, you do. Took We've enough, got something, okay? There's I took enough Ritalin wrong. and Adderall as a kid. I'm sure I've got them both. I was talking to somebody today, and I was... Uh, he basically... I can't... It was John. I was talking to John, guest from the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, I can't remember what... He goes, that's depressing. And I was like, that's what millennials do. We get depressed. Mm-hmm. Haven't you ever talked to a Korean war vet? <laughs> Wow, that's that's all they have to say about us. They make memes. They get depressed. You know, they do nothing. They ruin the economy. Yeah, terrible, terrible. They're ruining B dubs. They're ruining Applebee's, the cornerstone of our great nation. Mm -hmm. I haven't had Applebee's for a minute. I miss that place. (laughs) Do you though? (sighs) I I really love their cheeseburgers. (laughs) Uh, That's about it. The the American standard's a good burger. Uh, they're. Four cheese mac and cheese with uh, peppercorn, honey peppercorn chicken t- tenders in it. Huh. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Remember that time we went to Monster Hunter Midnight Release and you walked in and I was like, hey, man, I've been waiting on you. And you're like, I had to get food. And you proceeded to eat an entire fucking thing of the mac and cheese with the honey peppercorn bullshit right in front of me. And I cried. Because you wanted it. It was like, beautiful. Like the Indian in the commercial in the 70s. <laughs> Single Just tears. one tear. Yeah. <laughs> Native American. Someone's going to fucking flag us for racism. <laughs> the chat's lighting up already. Yeah. Like, Shit. Whoa, bro. Uh, Fuck. Shut it down. I'm sorry, okay? Shut it down. <laughs> Fuck. You ruined it. I ruined uh, everything. Me too. <laughs> <sighs> now we're all sad. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome everybody. It's, 20, it's 2019. We all fucking hate each other. We hate ourselves. Yeah, we're only 15 minutes into the show. We're, and we're ready to kill in. ourselves. Yeah, we're, we've arrived early today. Our emotional peak was when we were talking about food, and now we're at an all-time <laughs> low. At least we're representative uh, to our target audience. Well, I'm about to be happy again because Rosie O'Donnell's about to peak out from your shirt. Come on, Rosie. Oh, uh, there's Make an appearance. Oh, 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 oh. You're, you're just putting her on the screen. Come on, Rosie. Rosie. <laughs> disembodied Rosie O'Donnell. Why won't you show up? For those listening, uh, occasionally Tyler comes on this show. Well, that's me. <laughs> occasionally. I see and, him. He comes and goes. Well, yeah. by that, I mean, well. I tried. 
he wears these shirts that trigger the green screen. Not intentionally. Not intentionally, but he's like it's a green screen. Green is supposed to trip this effect, yet his shirt is yellow. And the last time it was my blue shorts. Yeah. Yeah. My t- actually my teal shorts. Mm-hmm. So when this happens, uh, audio listeners, we like to put random images of whatever Tyler wants on that spot. The last time it was Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin and solid choice. It was oh, and Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Jeff yep, Bezos yep, yep, on yep. your shorts. This we really week, wanted to trigger Nick. We were we were hoping Nick would pop in the yeah. chat and see and be like, "What the fuck is this, guys? This is ridiculous! Mm-hmm. He's this, a tyrant. This, this is ridiculous." This time, <laughs> that's this my time, impression of him. This time, Blaine's like, "Yeah, dude, your shirt's all weird." He goes, "Put Rosie O'Donnell." That was, as soon as he said, your, "Your shirt's all weird," the first thing that popped in my head was, "I should have Rosie O'Donnell on my shirt." That'll make it all better. It did. And it did. Well. I mean, right now we've we're got we got like bummed. I'm really bummed because it says Nate Phillips joined like five minutes ago. But he has not blessed. He has not said a word. This is unusual, uncharacteristic. Move that image over and see. Can you do that live? Yeah, I can do that live. Oh, you... there she is. Get him. She's peeking out. <sighs> Rosie, come to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, just leave her there. <laughs> <laughs> That's about just, the most effective. We one are we've like the most so unprofessional streamers. Ever. Okay, <laughs> like this looks so not like good. Quick <laughs> thing, not well done. Quick thing, put Rosie over my shoulder, right here, please. I wish this was like a transparent uh, PNG because it's it's just a solid image. There. Okay, slide her over a little bit so she's not covering my face. Here, oh, just a little bit. Oh, oh no, that's oh, the, wrong oh, image. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Ah, oh, there we go. Just a little bit. There you go. And then, can you... Hold on. I need to bring us back into focus. Okay. Can you... Audio listeners. Google image... Bear with us. Can you Google image literally just a black box and make my shirt black? Oh, no. There we go. You are now the void. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yep. You say a black box? Yep. Literally black or yellow. Make my shirt yellow. Okay. Like what it's supposed to be. So go. someone out there is having a seizure looking at my shirt. <laughs> yeah, we've already <laughs> triggered like we're worse than Pokemon at mm-hmm. this point. Yes. Like we're perfect. <laughs> okay. That's more of a goldenrod. <laughs> uh, we're not looking for dandelion. I'm looking okay? for sunflower yellow, my man. Fun this, fact, this yellow is, is my favorite do. color. This is what we do, guys. It's a, it's a not popular favorite color and that's part of the reason why it's mine. I don't know, yellow's happy, right? It's uplifting. Mm. This is the word. Could be we depressing do. too, depending on your your perspective, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yellow doesn't. Yellow seems like the happiest color. Changed my mind. Look at it. Sprite. It's sunny, just like you now. In spots. <laughs> you have like this little bit, little corner <laughs> sticking <Up> out. <laughs> just adjust accordingly. This is this is the this is the work we do. Oh, yes. I tried. Okay. That's our fix. A yellow box. <laughs> I gotta, Deal with it. I got to sit right here. Otherwise, oh, there's legitimately a yellow box behind me. Sticking out from the couch. I'm glad peeking. Rosie's still here, though. Yes. She's making a good presence. Rosie, uh, Rosie keeps <laughs> Lurking us... in the background, Rosie, judging me. Rosie keeps us going. Uh, 
Have you guys watched any good movies lately? Hmm. Well, I went, uh, Dave, uh, AJ, Buckles, and I went and saw Far From Home Friday night. Yeah. Incredible. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Um, best, Spider- or best Spider-Man movie thus far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of all the movies that I've wanted to see, most of them I have not. I didn't get to see Godzilla. What? I, you didn't I had, get to see Godzilla? I, I didn't have time. I worked. Yeah, I worked you're right. Fucking, I worked every day in the month of June. I had no time. You're right. You want to see how to trigger trigger Marvel people with one word hey. or sentence rather? I haven't seen Endgame yet. That's okay. It's oh, okay. it's okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Sorry. Have I thought you, seen... you guys were like Star Wars fan base type, where I'd be decapitated and then show well, up on the show. We yeah. are, but <laughs> you have seen Infinity War, right? Yeah, He's got yeah. some, there way are, better there movie. Are, there are wronger things to there say. There are yeah. wronger things to say. Yeah. It's acceptable. It's um, like a C minus. Yeah, my opinion, Infinity War is a way better movie. Makes and a lot more sense or just overall. It is it is a better movie. It's more entertaining. Um But when we reviewed when we did LafiCon, not this year, but last year, we all made our choice for the best movie of twenty eighteen. My vote was Deadpool 2. I thought Deadpool 2 was better than Infinity War. It was more entertaining. But I like Deadpool's whole little, I don't know, archetype, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm Fourth a big, wall sort of deal. I'm like, a big hey, fan. Watch this. I'm also a big fan of this. But, uh, yeah, so I haven't got to see... Oh, I saw Toy, Toy Story 4, which Sorry. I thought was awful. Yeah. You've mentioned... Like I, I'm glad I'm glad the podcast for you listeners can finally get to hear your thoughts on these. Okay, these so so yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll break that down real quick because I've talked to a now couple. Now I get to suck his dick. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I've Roast talked that to toy story. I've talked to a couple people and I say my opinion. You know, I love your opinion. I think it was awful. I love you. Um, <laughs> it's it's the worst movie that Pixar has ever done, in my Tell opinion. Um, yeah, the plot was. Very like ramrodded together and very forced. Yeah, uh, like you didn't need a Toy Story four. No, Toy Story three wrapped everything up perfectly. I got I got really excited for Toy Story four because it's it's you know of our generation between Lion King, you know Lion King was one of the first big Disney movies of our generation. Mm-hmm. You know Lion King, Toy Story, A Bug's Life is a big deal. People don't talk about that yeah. enough. Oh yeah, I haven't gotten a sequel to that. Nope. We we should. The fucking caterpillar's a butterfly now. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, we need to see that shit. Yes. Imagine that character arc. I want to see. I want to see Flick's three thousand children with Prince Ada. I want to see it. It's a lucky she's, man. She's probably a queen by this point. Well, no, she she's at the queen at the end of A Bug's Life. Oh yeah. But um, where's she her at, sack? What? Where's her sack? Oh, she'll get it. Her egg layer. She'll get her it. Her egg layer. <laughs> what? What if like side note? Like we we went like because it's something. It's, she's like a, an alien, like a xenomorph. Yeah, queen, that's what I was gonna say. And she can just detach from it whenever. Mm-hmm. Side <laughs> she, note: she, she just hooks it up. Just, you go to it back to her little like egg laying layer, and it's like literally the xenomorph queen egg layer. Flick, <laughs> like, flick, is, oh! flick is glued what to the is yeah. Flick this is glued is to the wall. He's only there to collect his semen. He's just like he's just like cysted to the wall. Like. Kill me. <laughs> Damn this shit! Got but dark. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty happy that the xenomorph is a Disney princess now. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to Toy Story four. Uh, <laughs> the, the the franchise oh. the franchise was ended with Toy Story three. It was done perfectly. Yeah. We didn't need to see any more. 
when it was announced, I got excited because Woody and Buzz are two of the most iconic characters. Mm-hmm. Not in, to mention the, both of their their actors. Between Tim Allen and um, Tom Hanks. Tremendous duo. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't get any better than that. And that's one of my biggest gripes about Toy Story 4 is Tim Allen and Tom Hanks both sound like B-movie copycats. So I don't know if it is the audio editing or you know, how they recorded it or what, but they do not sound like Tom Hanks or Tim Allen. They wrote the most iconic <clears throat> Disney Pixar character in Woody, mm-hmm. the fucking sheriff, I got a snake, snake in my boot, into obscurity. Yeah. Okay? Spoiler alert, that was Woody's last movie. He's capital D Dunzo. Um, it's fucking awful. And they made Buzz an idiot. A slapstick Yeah, they did idiot. that in three. They started that in three, though. But it was subtle. It wasn't <clears throat> real bad. No. In four, it is awful. It wasn't like Jar Jar Binks levels of just like, it's all pretty right, close. you're literally just comic support. It's pretty close. Like, that, and that, that kind of, that sucks. Because like in three, I didn't like him in three. Although, I mean, like, it, okay, I liked him a little bit in three. Cause he, was, like, he was good he was three. a plot. He was definitely a plot device rather mm-hmm. than a character. Because uh, they, they, didn't they just like, Switch, they reset him. The mm-hmm. factory reset him. Yep. So and um, which caused them to be like they basically mind controlled him essentially. Right. And then when they reset him again, they put him in Espanola, which uh, was fantastic, which was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, but you like if you look at like Toy Story two, like all the cool shit that Buzz did, like when Buzz gets replaced with the other Buzz. Yeah, you know, he's he hatched that whole fucking plan to go find Woody. He remembered the license plate number with fucking Mr. Speak and Spell to fucking find Woody. The buzz that we have in Toy Story 4 would not have been able to do that, and that's not fucking Buzz Lightyear. And there's someone out there shaking their, or like laughing at me right now. Like, that dude is pissed off about Toy Story. <laughs> he is Ask, upset. Well, no. matter, like, of fact, matter of fact, sir or madam, I am. It's our childhood we're talking about. Yeah, and it's my child's childhood. I took my daughter to see. Toy Story 4 in theaters. And now, for the rest of her life, she's going to remember fucking Buzz as, as an idiot. I'm sorry, you just don't bring in that kind of star power for that. Tim Allen, Tom Ten, Hanks, yeah. things like that. And you deliver yeah. that kind of just like, yeah. yes. thank <laughs> like, you. <sighs> that's such, that's, it's such a huge bummer. I mean, there were parts of it that were, that were very well done. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was probably, not probably, it absolutely was the prettiest in my opinion, Pixar movie that I've seen. Um, and, and, and some of the plot was, was pretty decent, but it just didn't, it didn't fit to Toy Story, you know? I feel like they ended it so well that it yeah, was it's really it's totally unnecessary. unnecessary. Yeah. It was just fluff. Like, it was just kind of a, a cash meaningless, grab. like, cyst on the trilogy that is Toy Story. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like... They did such a great job, and everybody cried in the theater, and it was emotional for everybody. Yeah, and like I was sad. Look I, at me, I, I was remember, sad. These, I remember summer two thousand ten when Toy Story three came out. And yeah, I, and all my friends are like telling me how they went and saw it. They're like, "Oh my god, I cried." So long, partner. I cried. You're gonna <laughs> cry. You are gonna cry. And I'm like, I'm not. Gonna and cry. I haven't heard besides what we've heard today a word about Toy Story four. No, because it's not nearly. I just sense that it's not no. nearly the achievement that. The conclusion of that trilogy was. I've heard a couple people say, "Oh, it was pretty good." Yeah, I love. Yeah, that. but and but hearing Tyler say it, normally I I take Tyler's word. I mean, he is the king of unpopular opinions. That's me, self-proclaimed. 
So I got I, I naturally just off of that alone have to take his opinion with a grain of salt and form my own opinion as we like to do. On the show. Uh, it's kind of our mantra. But when you take something like Toy Story 4, something we all grew up loving, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to take your opinion with a grain of salt. I'm going to take it as pretty true because this isn't brian cranston we're talking no. about yeah. this is fucking toy, toy story, story. And, you know, <laughs> this isn't brian and, cranston and, and it, also I hate brian cranston <laughs> being the fourth in Malcolm's a series dad. that should have already that that i to me was already done mm-hmm. i can believe this i can completely believe this like as disney you have so much stuff to draw on why that like right a bug's life that was fantastic. Well, I mean, you just you look at Disney's catalog and it's just it's a limitless at this point. You know, if you remove Marvel and Star Wars, it is still limitless. Mm-hmm. There might be more stories to tell in the uh, in-house and Pixar stuff that they've done than maybe Marvel stories to tell. You know, we can uh, get more Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, that only took a decade, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think part of what um, more Monsters Inc. Absolutely, that was that was a, another one that I was going to go to. I think one of the things that that we're going to notice is Pixar is going to not necessarily struggle, but but maybe stumble a little bit the next couple of years because now Disney's in-house animation has caught up to Pixar. Mm. So, you look at. Um, I, I, I'm sure being the, the father of, of a, of a young girl, you've watched the frozen trailer at least one time. Um, if you look at the animation style of the new frozen coming out, I see you in here, Dave, it looks just as good, if not better than anything I've ever seen from Pixar. So I think, I think we're going to continue to see less and less of Pixar over the next Decade. They're not going to be the juggernaut that they were yes. in the 90s. Very well Because said. that was just the standard issue when I was growing up was you saw, I remember like one of my first vague memories was being like four years old and just waiting in line to see A Bug's Life for like an hour and mm-hmm. then to be like, all right, it's sold out. And I was like wow. the worst day of my life as a four-year-old. I was just like, I don't get to see Bug's Life. And I could not talk at the proverbial water cooler the next day. I'm trying to think. we About everybody seeing A Bug's Life because it was great. Mm-hmm. We had two of these occasions happen recently or within this year we and it was mostly because i was so dead set on going to east side 10 and being in super comfy chairs um but we went to go see how to train your dragon 3 we were kind of running behind and of course we didn't buy the tickets ahead of time Mm -hmm. so we get there and it's just completely packed and sold out fuck oh well the only other showing is 10 minutes from now at Wabash Landing 9. So the complete opposite side of town. All yeah. ass over there. Miss a couple previews. Watch the movie. Fast forward to May. Detective Pikachu. Oh, I didn't get to see that either. It was good. It was excellent. Excellent. I got the I, I got the one that Ryan Reynolds released, so I'm going to watch it sometime. Mm. But anyway, go ahead. So we get to the theater. Same, same scenario. Uh, we... Wait, we're we're next in line. There's there's some people buying their tickets. They're going to see Detective Pikachu. We look at the the seat selection screen, and there's only like a few seats here and there. And then they took up, or I guess I wasn't even here. It was just the very front row was all that was left. And there was like five or four, like five or six seats. There's four of them. There's four of us. So they take up 
four of the six seats. There's only two left. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't couldn't do it. So again, haul ass across town because it's playing at Wabash Landing Nine in like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing, but them seats though. I wasn't uh, them seats though. Them seats though. I'm, I'm and pretty- you can get chicken strips in a burger. And, and a burger pizza. and pizza. For like my firstborn child, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, but it's that's pretty expensive. obligatory. But and, and you gotta wait an extra like ten minutes for this shit to cook. But. I'm pretty I'm pretty disappointed in our IMAX that we have. Yeah. I haven't even that checked that it out. That seems to yet. be the general consensus. Like I love the the screen and the like the the way we seat. Like it's like your typical IMAX experience. Uh, it's like more vertical seating. It's not as vertical as a no, typical IMAX, it, though, which is, is one not. of the things that I don't like. Um, I don't like the seats. I do not like the seats. I hate the seats because you are straight up and down. Yeah, they rock, but they're so stiff that you mm-hmm. can't like really. It's, you're not, it's you're, a lot harder to hold it back. You're not going to do this the whole fucking movie. No. So there's no real way to like prop yourself in a good way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they didn't put similar seats to <laughs> stoically watching the movie. Yeah, play. that was part of my because pro- I saw Toy Story four in IMAX. Um, so but one of my complaints about the screen is the way that they have the seating laid out. The screen is a standard IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. There is only one IMAX screen size, to my knowledge. Well, the the state the state museum theater has a a bigger one. Okay, so yeah. Um, but as far as width, mm. the screen is wider than the viewing area, but if you sit anything other than the rows higher up, part of the movie is blocked out because of how they have the curtain set up. So the screen, part of the screen is actually blocked by some of the curtain. So one of the people that went with us, we're this is Lafayette. This is our first try. No, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> We're going to get it wrong at least three times. But where so. she was sitting at, literally she could only see a sliver of the screen. Oh. Otherwise, she had to do this. Break your neck. To see the, to see the we rest. Pretty, so we, we, um, we debuted opening night of the IMAX. Mm-hmm. Opening night for Men in Black International. We, we debuted that bitch. Mm-hmm. How awful was that? It wasn't awful. Uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> it's definitely the worst. Uh, Wait, it's worse than three? What? What the fuck are you talking? Three is my favorite. Three is awful. Three is great. White. Why is it? Awful? <laughs> Josh Brolin did an incredible job. As Brolin is the saving grace of that movie. Absolutely. No, I like the story. Uh, the 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 villain was like just extra cheese. None of them are better than the first one. No, absolutely Let's just not. agree on that. Absolutely. It's a classic. It is a classic. Two sucks. I hate two. Two is pretty bad. Two is pretty Three, bad. Three, I love. It's my favorite. Uh, international. Yeah, there was... About a four out of seven. Yeah, I'd put it there. I'd put it four out of seven. Uh, it's, not, it's definitely no five out of seven. Um, what... what Clint, Clint asked, what's going on with your cam? Tyler is, is a yellow light show. <laughs> uh, he, was a, he was a Rosie O'Donnell was Rosie O'Donnell. We still have her around watching over us. Let's be her name. Ro- but, Rosie's um, always watching over me. Um, no, Chris Hemsworth did an awesome job. How was Tessa Thompson? She was all right. Uh, Liam Neeson was good. 
Tessa um, Thompson was the one that was uh, an actress on Westworld last season, right? Yes. Oh, and so and that... she was also part, she partnered with Chris Hemsworth for Thor Ragnarok as well. Ah. And she was in uh, the Creed movies. I wanted to know more Opposite about Opposite of Michael B. Jordan. That was her? Yeah. Really? 100%. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I did know that. but Up and coming actress. Loved her in Westworld. Heard it here first. I'm a big <laughs> Tess Thompson fan. Clint asks, is Tyler rocking thongs? Flippy floppies. Thank you, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Vera. Mm-hmm. Quite. I am. Uh, there, were, there were some good, like the score. The score for Men in Black International. It's your t- it, that's the only thing that makes this movie feel like a Men in Black movie. Oh, and, and and all like the like <laughs> the weird like the the, font the quirky they, stuff the quirky stuff yeah. But overall, the movie just did not feel like a Men in Black movie. Mm. Did it feel more like a James Bond movie? No. Did it feel more like an Austin Powers movie? It felt like just an <laughs> average movie that. I, I, I was just I watching an average movie, in it. and they just threw some Men in Black shit into it. Mm-hmm. Like they they had they had references. Like uh, you the only they, they referenced uh, the first movie with uh, they had a, a painting of um, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith fighting the cockroach. Uh, they they had they they showed the cricket, uh, the red button, of course. Hell which yeah, has changed dramatically. <laughs> Because we have better cars now. <laughs> but we also don't have Tommy Lee Jones. Nope. So it's inferior. Clint says he wants to be that beer. <laughs> Come on down. You know where I live. Uh, how is everybody in the chat doing if you're watching? Light us up with some comments. Let chat us know. People Share this feed. Fun. Share this feed and let us let people see us. What's what my wife say? It can't be good without Will Smith. Yes. No, it it can't be good without Will Smith. Absolutely. Just True. like just like fucking when they tried to redo Independence Day. Oh God. I didn't mind Resurgence. It was different. Uh, I didn't I didn't think it suffered from not having Will Smith because it still had Jeff Goldblum and uh, Paxton. Not Paxton. Pullman. Bill Pullman. Yeah. Paxton, Paxton's dead. Yep. R.I.P. Game over, man. Game over. Game Rip. over. <laughs> F's in the chat. Yeah. For the press longest F for respect, time. Folks. Press F. Press F, man. For the longest time, I thought Bill Pullman uh, voiced Cartho Nassi in Knights of the Old Republic. Oh. He did not. Okay. However, the guy he did who did voice him was in Independence Day. I can't remember his name. All right. <laughs> But he was in Independence Day, which is crazy. Crazy. Solid. Well, that's my topic for the day. <laughs> you have more than that. Uh, you I want to talk I, about fucking eagles fucking? Oh, dude, yeah. Like, right before you got here, right before you got here, <laughs> I woke up, and Miranda was watching. Uh, I, I took, like, a, a small nap, a, a little power nap from, mm-hmm. like, 5 to 5.30. A little snooze cruise. Yep. I wake up. Miranda is watching Planet Earth, I think. Is that the one? I think it's planet Earth. Our Earth or planet Earth. One. I think it's planet Earth. It, Maybe it's hostile Earth. Uh, I think it's just... Eagles fucking sounds pretty hostile. Oh, they won't that fucking. That might be it. Uh, oh. No. Um, and <laughs> I, I wake up. Just basically we are fucking. in uh, the the Alps of Europe. The European Alps. The Swiss Alps. One of them. 
They're, they're, they're all cold. the same. It's yeah. cold. There was lots of snow. It was it was the winter in Europe. The European winter. We <laughs> <Please> stop. <laughs> um, and it, it it focuses on this eagle. I'm not sure what type of eagle. What it color was, was it? Brown. Uh, Did it have a brown head and a black body? No. I can't remember what kind of eagle it was. I, I don't know. I, okay. I can't describe the eagle. I just know it was an eagle. Okay. It wasn't a bald eagle. Right. We'll give it that. <laughs> what? Anti-vax and racks? What, Clint? <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Tell us what you mean. Anyway, so it, it showed this, uh, like, food is scarce in the European Swiss Alps. Yep. During the winter. Yep. In Europe. In Europe, however, <laughs> and, and in the state, in Europe. <laughs> um, where the Alps are. <laughs> where the Alps are, you're correct. In Switzerland. In Switzerland, also, Which where is the Swiss. Alps are. <laughs> so it's like, like the cheese. The eagle is not above, not above resorting to eating carrion, mm-hmm. as it is plenty in the Alps of Switzerland. <laughs> Which is <Europe>. Swiss. <laughs> Very neutral place. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> Appreciate the so history it, it shows there. there's <laughs> a bunch of crows. Like. There's a bunch of crows and raven. I think they're all they're all magpies. Ravens. Magpies. Ah, yes, magpies. Mm-hmm. They're all around a fox carcass. Caw. Caw. And here comes eagle swooping Caw. in, scares all of them away. They're like, Whee! "Fuck this!" And then yep. he just starts eating it. He's like, "This could this this corpse could feed this eagle for days." Yep, because right before that, you watched the fox die. Oh, did and we? It's sad. I didn't see that. I mm-hmm. fell asleep. You were asleep. I was asleep. You um, watched the, the, the fox basically starve to death and died mm. of starvation and freezing. It was funny. In the cold, wintry All Alps. these magpies are like waiting on the side and they're mm-hmm. starting to get impatient. So they start nipping at the eagle's feathers and the eagle's like, fuck you. <laughs> nips at them. Away with you. Away. And then out of nowhere, it's like, but several, but this, this carcass is not just the eagle's. For there are other eagles, <laughs> and then another <laughs> eagle comes in, just bum, fucking bum, swoops bum, in, bum, and they fucking fight. And then it shows like it, it tries to show like, okay, there's like several eagles, but it's just it's literally just the same too. <laughs> it shows from so many different angles, like all these eagles just ah, like giving like that stereotype fucking eagle sound that you hear in Almost Heroes. <laughs> Remember Almost Heroes, Chris Farley. That, that fucking eagle screech while he's up in the eagle's nest mm-hmm. trying to get the eagle's egg. Yeah, watching that one eagle fucking dive into the one that's eating. Oh, it was Talons so cool. first yeah. fucking watching them wings fight. out is just incredible. All right, Clint is going off. Anti-vax in racks. My dogs just attacked some Jehovah Witness, and I accidentally hit send. What I meant to say is anti-vax in your snacks. Thank yeah. you, Clint. <laughs> I would prefer them in snack form. Getting stabbed with a needle is not fun. But, you know, imagine just going to the doctor's office, eating, hey, here's some garlic pretzels. Here's a gummy. You're now immune to smallpox. Here, here's a, here's Take a some, gummy. Here's Take a, a gummy. Here's some I Doritos wish. 3D. <laughs> here's a Wonder Ball. Mm. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. I wonder, wonder, what's in a wonder ball? You want to know? You want to know something really sad that Frito Lay has recently came out with today that I that someone I work with bought and I tried one. Flaming hot Doritos. No, I haven't tried those yet, but I really want Me to. Me either. Um, they are Cheeto covered peanuts. 
Okay. So imagine this: a delicious peanut morsel. Okay. I'm covered, it. covered with a round Cheeto. Oh. The peanut is inside of the Cheeto. So it's not like a peanut, like just fucking Cheeto dusted. No, it's peanut filled Cheetos. That's stupid. How how does that work? <laughs> how, how did that make it past R and D? They like, are not good. Cheese it doesn't sound like cheese and peanuts is not a good flavor profile. I'm gonna talk to my dad about this. <laughs> yeah, make it I need it. answers. He, he works. He works for Frito Lay. He's been there for over 30 years. Maybe this was his idea. No, he does not work in that department. Hey, you don't know. I know. You don't know what he does when he's he might be freelancing. I know he doesn't. Okay? He might be. He might be walking. <laughs> might be walking through the campus like, "Hey, Jim, I got this great idea. What's up?" Peanut Cheetos. Peanut Cheetos. <laughs> Look, you've well, met we'll my get dad. back to you on that. <laughs> you've met my dad. Yeah, I have. Very nice fella. Very respectable. Do you think he would come up with a dumbass fucking idea like that? I just imagine your dad <laughs> standing out, looking over his kingdom. Just the one, <laughs> the one day of the year he decides to have a fucking dumbass attack. Cold beverage in his hand. Bush light for you, for you it's folks. Bush light. This, this is a, a bush, bush light. bush light or Budweiser. Hold on. Mm-hmm. And drink my empty monster. Peanut Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Zero out of ten would not do again. No. And the flaming hot uh, Doritos. Eh. Really? Eh. I expected a lot more of a kick from him, but I kind of like I love really, really, really spicy foods like super high scoble food, things like that. So it just kind of tasted like they want to copy the success of hot Cheetos so bad because every day at Jeff those sold out. Right. And it was ridiculous and all of the kids ate dill pickles and hot Cheetos for lunch for some reason. But I, it just How pissed you about the dill pickles? I mean, it was confusing, but I never went to breakfast, so I just kind of passed it and judged quietly on my way to class. So I, um, Fun fact, I actually wooed my wife with Flaming Hot Cheetos. Uh, Skylar McLaughlin, can we get you in the chat to confirm? I, uh, every we'll day, every we'll day to that. in between certain class periods, uh, the special needs uh, group would, they had a little thing called the MAV Market. And they, market. and they sold snacks and pencils and erasers and and little stuff. Uh, what about what about like um, some uh, paper, uh, you know, notebook paper. Notebook paper. Yes. Or notebook. Yes, they sold all that stuff. But uh, I would I would buy two bags of Cheetos for a dollar, and I would trapper keepers. No trapper keepers. No, what? <laughs> it's not real. What about those little watches that you could throw on that were also like a calculator? No, they didn't sell those. All right. Those kind of died out in the early 90s. Yeah, but I did woo her with Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Sour Patch Kids. Is it? I'm trying to think of like uh, an animal that woos like it, it woos its significant, the other that is trying to attain its affection. By like leaving dead shit, like they bringing it food, like dead. I'm pretty sure that some eagles do that. Probably, you're like a cat, like you you know your owner can't can't properly hunt, so you just <laughs> you just have to help him out. You just yeah. you just got to help him out. You, you you bring a dead mouse to or or whatever to the doorstep, and it's like there you go. As we can see, a wild Tyler woos Skyler. Or like even better, offering. even better, <laughs> you are the penguin. Oh, with the pebble. And the hot Cheeto, the flaming hot Cheetos. Were my pebble. 
Warrior pedal. Pebble. Yes. Uh, absolutely. I love that. That reminds me. I need to go get something for you. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, Man, I was just going to say something really important, and you made me forget because you interrupted me like a dick. Yep. Uh, dick, Dan. Man. You can do it. Mm. We're on our own now. I got to scratch the back of my head to fucking work it back up. Fuck. Um, man, I lost it. Darn. I'll get it back. I'll get it back. You got any topics? Anything you want to talk mm, about? Things I want to talk about. This is historically a very controversial show. Oh, I know. Uh, I've heard. I've heard the sparring. So I've I've said uh, very very controversial what's, things. What's on the, the show? most controversial thing yet, Bray? Have you have said on this show, in your opinion? Definitely one of the top ones is that teachers are overpaid. Fair that, enough. That triggered some people real hard. <laughs> you just see a bunch of chat bubbles going down, just mm-hmm. like die. All right, let's let's see what this is, folks. All right, so I overshut down this last week. Visited St. Louis. I city of meth and beer. I visited St. Louis with my family. Mm-hmm. My wife, her two kids, which are my stepchildren. They're your children. I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> and I uh, did it. While, well, after Buffering. we leave, we're getting ready to leave the St. Louis Zoo, which mm-hmm. we visited. Kay. I didn't mention that. When, when you said you were getting ready to leave it. Well, I, I, I never said that we went there. But, but to leave it, you would have had to go there. We're on a journey. We're in St. Louis. <laughs> so, um, it's adventurous. We're, we're, we're leaving the St. Louis Zoo, and uh, we decide to stop in the gift shop. Okay. I come across some things, and they are, like, tiny. Okay. And I decided I was going to get Joe something. Oh. And uh, it is his spirit totem. Okay. By, the, by tiny things, they are little miniature Animals. Okay. So I got Joe. Hopefully he doesn't watch this because this is still a surprise for him. A miniature panda bear. <laughs> because here on this show we hate pandas. Yes. Check that out. Check that out. Check that out. That little. That little. Oh, it's, like, it's like a gummy one too. It's squishy. Yeah. This is gonna go in his ass for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, I got myself. Maybe myself. I don't know. I might get it to somebody. I don't know. I got myself an orca. Okay. Killer whale. You're not that smart. Nope. Brain's not that big. But I like it. I like the enthusiasm. Yeah. And you, I got you. That's your spirit totem. That is a red panda. That's a red panda. (laughs) So you got me the good panda? It's the most excellent of pandas. It is. Uh, Super lovable. Yeah. Extremely clumsy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 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 When I'm in a hurry, I get clumsy. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, they take lots of naps. Yeah, they they like to eat and fuck a lot. All accurate things so far. <laughs> it's your spirit totem, man. I, I appreciate it's it. A, it's a red panda. I will love and cherish this forever. <laughs> Put that little guy right there. <laughs> All right, let's see what Clint has to say. I remember before you say that, I remember what I was going to say. Oh yeah, go for it. I almost adopted a cat the other day. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Skylar almost had me talked into a cat. Uh, my my cousin was trying to get me to take her cat. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because he's getting to that age where if there are other males around, uh, he likes to spray, mm. I guess. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's just a phase. It'll, it'll wear off. Uh, just give it time. Cause she doesn't want to take it back to a shelter, take it back to a shelter. And, but I'm like, I don't want another cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we went to PetSmart. I had to get some odds and ends stuff for my fish tank and holiday weekend. The place that I normally go was closed and I didn't want to wait. I just really simple stuff. So it's Skylar and Ruby and I, like always, we have to go see the cats. We have to see the fish. We have to see everything. And we walk into where all the cats are normally at, and it's full. Like, it's to capacity. Yeah. So I instantly feel bad. But I've been adamant for years that I'm not going to get a cat because I don't want my house to smell like cat piss, and I will not fucking touch a litter box. I will not pick up dog shit ever. It does not matter the circumstance. I will not touch it. And I will not scoop cat shit out of a litter box. Will not do it. I take care of my own shit, and that's literally it. And that rhymed, and I did not intend that. Um, but uh, we're browsing the cats, and I'm like, man, this is fucking sad. That's where they get you. They're fucking stuck. They're stuck in these little crates, and I feel bad. And uh, um. My daughter's, you know, going nuts because there's fucking cats and they're the cutest thing in the world. Micah Taylor joins the chat. Fuck says, yes. You had a cat, but you ate it. Mm, that's very true, Micah. Classic comment. Yep. Right Classic here. comment. Like, I would expect nothing less than that yep. from Micah. I, I hope he stays for a while. But uh, so Tell us what else he eats. Everything. <laughs> that's going to be his answer, everything. But uh, I'm browsing the cats, and I happen upon this this crate with a cat in it, and it's literally laying on its side, like unconscious. <laughs> it's a white cat. Its name is Spots, and it has gray. It has two gray spots, one by each ear. Nice looking cat. The tag on like the tagline for the cat is "Very quiet cat." <laughs> Okay. The perfect cat. <laughs> the best cat. I'm pretty pretty intrigued here. Pretty intrigued. Um, so we leave. We had to go back to PetSmart a couple days ago. Same cat's still there. Oh. Now I double feel bad. He's just licking himself. <laughs> just cleaning. Just just doing some Mr. Clean. And I'm talking to Skylar, and she's begging me to fucking adopt the cat. And she's trying to make it all sad, like extra sad. If it needed to be more sad. Yeah, like the commercials. And right. All that. Yeah. And, I, yeah. Sarah McLaughlin started playing <laughs> in the yeah. background. Arms of the Angel. Arms of the Angel. Yep. yep. And uh, I just happened to look up. Like, I'm looking at her, and I happen to just look right at the cat, and it's staring at me, and it goes. <laughs> and then it just lays back down with its eyes open. <laughs> just laying there like this. Like, it's Please. just completely giving yeah, up. Like, hey. just giving up. And I was that like. cat's your spirit animal. I was like, Fuck. So I told my wife that she could either go to the lake or have a cat. We went to the lake. I was going to say, drink, drink and Sorry, spirit spots. energy. But if we go back to that PetSmart again and that cat's still there, we're probably going to get it. Because I feel bad. All right, so here we go. Wow, this is so many, so many comments. Okay, where, are we, where do we begin Clint, this is all Clint. Wow, did you know I'm in debt because of my sins? 
and my sins can be paid in full in the name of Jesus. I learned something today. Then Clint goes, shut your face about the Mav Market. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Mav Market. Mav Market was said, not. Then he says, hey, you don't need a cat. Cat piss is a no-no. And then Micah, of course, said, you had a cat, but you ate it. Clint says, you need another pug. Nope. Like no more a, pugs. Like a pregnant pug, ready to give birth to 15 more pugs. No pugs. Skylar says, yes, thank you, Clint. Micah then continues, Tyler is the type of guy that shops for cats like people shop in a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that looks good. Clint mm-hmm. continued on, then you can have 17 pugs, but they tiny. No, no more pugs. My <laughs> wife has a pug and I hate it. Oh my God, yes, all the pugs. Clint then says, and one giant blind one named Frank <laughs> that will lead them against your regime. <laughs> a mutiny is coming. That was, yeah. a, that was a journey. Yeah, so fun fact, my wife's pug is blind. Uh, he has cataracts. Yep. So not totally blind, but he's blind. Uh, he has diabetes. He's mostly deaf. His name is Frank Black. Named after the pug in Men in Black. Oh, God. Frank, Men in Black, pug. And I hate the fucker. I hate him. He's a little bastard. He's a little, he's a little <laughs> bastard. I tell you what. I tell you what. He's a real some bitch. Some bitch. He's just dumb. And he's in my way all the time. Like, I'll be walking through the kitchen, and he'll just walk right in front of me. I don't stop. Because I don't feel bad at this point. No mercy. Only the fucking black. strong survive. You're going to take these feet, and you're either going to live or you're going to die. Pick one, because I'm tired of dealing with you. For too long. Holy shit. I, that, I, that pug has been in my life for a long time, and I have hated it literally the entire time. So I am at my wit's end. What is that? Micah says, stay away from my kids. Or no, stay, stay away from kids. Stay away. What's right. the worst pet to have? A child. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. Sorry. No, it's all right. I'll leave. <laughs> no. I've heard sugar gliders are the worst. Sugar Please stay. <laughs> Thanks for I was going to say like fennec foxes or maybe like. Oh, man, I love a fennec fox. That, that was one of the things. We saw fennec foxes at the zoo, and I was like, I'm pretty sure you could like get a fennec fox for a pet. You can. Not very good pets. Because they're not really Share good. your experience. They're not really good at being... Deba- okay, so <laughs> I've had one. What? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I had one when I was a kid. I was just calling you out, but uh, no, I, let's I, hear it. You got to remember, I grew up having yeah, anything right. and everything I could ever want. You're so right. uh, I had a fennec fox. Uh, not very good at domestication. Yeah. It's a wild animal. Like, no matter how many times it's been bred in a boutique, it is a fucking wild animal. Uh, they will bite you. They piss on everything, no matter what. So it's like a cat, except worse. Mm. And um, they're small, so they like to get... Like, imagine you having a fennec fox right now, and you're like, yeah, it's so cute, and I love it with its big fucking ears. And it just constantly is under that computer desk, pissing. (laughs) Like, you try and get it, it's under there. It's like if you let a rabbit out in your house, it's going to find a place to hide, and then you're not going to get it out. That's where it would be at. Uh, It's very similar to having a raccoon as a pet. Like, everyone thinks, like, raccoons are super cute. You know, it's a trash mammal. Like, eh. Like, they're fucking smart. My thoughts exactly. I've never thought that. I've never thought that. That was a raccoon. Like, they have 
They have hands. And they can use them, you know. I'm going super basic with this. They wash their food and they wash their hands like it's super cute. Um, they roll around. They roll around. <laughs> they're kind of like red pandas, but they're really just, they're just dumb. Yeah. They're, yeah. And because they're dumb, they're cute. Yeah. It's like, you're so stupid. Give yeah, and then it fucking bites the shit out of you. Because it has teeth. And that's how they play. And then they get rabies. <laughs> They just somehow get rabies. Yes. Ra- instant rabies. How is how is rabies contracted aside from bites, like in claws? Uh, water, like tainted okay. tainted okay. water. So if an animal eats, like uh, like your little your cute little raccoon wandering through the fucking forest, gets fucking mad cat mad fucking raccoon. Disease. And you find you find a dead. It's animal. not rabies. It's mad raccoon. Mad raccoon. <laughs> mad coon. Mad raccoon. But uh. You, f- you find a fucking carcass of an animal that died of rabies and you eat it, you're going to get rabies. Okay. So. That makes sense. Yeah. I think I, I actually, I think I knew that one. Mm. Uh, the water? Nope. Uh, yeah, you can get rabies from, from water, I'm pretty sure. But I'm not 100% sure. Episode title. My dad, my dad would have <laughs> to. You can get rabies from water. My dad would have to chime in there because he's, he's a fucking scientist and he has that information. But, uh, yeah. Animals like that aren't meant to be pets. Like raccoons, fennec foxes, sugar gliders. Like, why? Why have a flying rodent as a pet? Because they fit in your pocket. Cool. And and you know what else fits yeah, in my pocket? Original flavor fucking Butterfingers, and they don't exist! There you have it, folks. It's back to the Butterfingers. Controversy. 20 episodes later. I'm I'm very very. I have not had old Butterfinger or new Butterfinger, but Tyler I have heard. has rabies. Wait, you've never had either. You've never had a Butterfinger. I mean, I maybe had a Butterfinger in like 2002. Okay. But remember I, Butterfinger I know BBs? That there was a, huh? Remember Butterfinger the BBs? The BBs were fire. Yes. Those were fantastic. Tiny little BB Butterfingers. Yoki knows the best version. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't a big Butterfinger fan. I just know the controversy yeah, of. Uh, same. Apparently, some people are mad, and I'd... some people are Tyler. <laughs> They're fucking not <laughs> they're, good, dude. They're awful. They, it was pretty bad. I, I, we did a, a live taste test. Taste test. Uh, you and Cameron. Yeah, I, I, I ha- the cafeteria at work. <laughs> We're out here at Subi. <laughs> like, so I bought one and I saved it for after work and did. We did like a live uh, taste test and both of us agreed. Like, yeah, it tastes like a Butterfinger, but just worse mm-hmm. diet Butterfinger. Yeah, yeah it's honestly. like diet Butterfinger. Diet, That's perfect. Diet Butterfinger. Like. like it's like new Coke all over again. Like if they just aspartamed the shit out of like the crunch of the peanut of the pe- of uh, the butterfingers of the cornflakes. The bu- bu- yeah, the cornflakes. Fun fact: uh, the filling of of uh, butterfingers used to be cornflakes. I don't know what it is now. Uh, aspartame, solid aspartame, and and and, and uh, asphalt. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty awful. Asphalt is pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever tasted it. I have, indeed. Oh. Gritty. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of sticky. <laughs> anyway, so all the way back to all the movies, we got off that train. But oh we yeah, we did. We didn't. Finish. I watched Shazam last Friday. Mm-hmm. You told me it was very, very it was good. Very good. Uh, I watched Vice a couple weeks ago. What's that? Uh, that's the movie where Christian Bale plays Dick Cheney. Oh, uh, how was Steve that? Steve Carell plays uh what's his fucking name 
Secretary of Defense during Bush administration. Um, Colin Powell? Colin no, Powell. that was Secretary of State. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Just spitballing oh, over here. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, yeah. Rummy. Yep. Steve Carell did an awesome job as him. What was the, what, what's the guy's name that played GW? Oh, oh, fuck. That, that guy plays a really good villain. Yeah, he was in uh, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played Hammer. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I know exactly who you're talking. I knew his name because I looked it up upon that. Um, however, I, I'm drawing a blank right now. How was it? Um, Vice was excellent. Like they, first off, Christian Bale, good fucking job, because he did this thing where <laughs> he's playing with his red panda. <laughs> He did this thing I where... Want, I want to glue it to the top of my microphone. <laughs> yeah. So Christian Bale gained a lot of weight, even as a young Dick Cheney mm-hmm. in the 60s, where he still looked like Christian Bale. He, he put on... He got he, some chunk. He had some chunk to him. Put some chunk. He was, he was, he was chonky. <laughs> and then... Thick with two Cs? Oh, yeah. T-H-I-C-C. Um, Thick. So as he, as he aged... He looked exactly like Dick Cheney. I, I remember forgot, seeing the previews. I forgot Christian Bale was in this movie because I thought it they was Dick Cheney. They obviously just got Dick Cheney. Did to they play out the scene face. where he shot his buddy in the face? They didn't play it out. It just happened. Oh, I was come so on. bummed about that. And then it showed the guy apologizing for getting shot in the face <laughs> <laughs> on the news. I thought you were a bird. <laughs> Like like the way the way they showed it on the thing, it was like literally it almost seemed like it was on purpose. (laughs) Like it was he was sitting inside his limousine in fucking duck hunting territory, quail hunting, whatever they were hunting. Probably pheasant. Pheasant. And Adam, the guy gets out of the car and he's just walking around and I don't know, like Dick just swings his giant ass leg out the door, gun and pow. <laughs> and then, then next thing you know, it's, it, they're they're briefly talking about it and talking about how he apologized, and I think I think he's on he's narrating it. I think he's narrating this these things happen. Okay, it's like a montage of things, and God, it it, it did a really good job of showing like all the things he did uh, pre Bush or pre Bush Junior mm-hmm. administration, which was really cool. I didn't know all the stuff that he did. I know I didn't know how long he'd been involved in politics. Um, and it, it, it definitely brought, he, he was like, he got brought in as like a, a junior second, junior Senator intern or something like that in the sixties. And, uh, he was assigned to Donald Rumsfeld who was a Senator. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just really cool, really cool. Uh, uh, just his journey through Washington. My, my favorite roles, uh, that Christian Bale, my favorite roles of Christian Bale are the ones like that. Mm-hmm. Where he completely immerses himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he is one of the best people in Hollywood at it, doing that. It was head acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool seeing how he, um, how, like, uh, how they portrayed uh, Dick Cheney as power hungry. Because it, it, never, it never exactly paints Dick Cheney as a bad guy. Like, he's not necessarily depicted as a villain in this movie. I mean, given he's the main character, he's so. Uh, but at no point do you think, man, this guy's a f- fucking bad guy. 
Mm-hmm. He's just, I mean, because he wants to step up on the ladder. Yeah, he he's he just, wants more. He wants power, and he wants to do things with that power. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there there are moments like when his daughter comes out as a lesbian, and he's he fully embraces it, and then he he fully embraces like pro gay pro gay legislation, and all that. So that, that was really cool. Hell yeah, brother! Uh, mm-hmm. And then, then, then I, I I go. I go look it up, and sure enough, he he did help. He he did uh, champion a lot of this pro gay legislation when it definitely wasn't when, cool to do so, especially right. as a Republican. Yeah, especially as <laughs> and it, it, that's that's really cool too because he decided early on, like it, he's like, "What's the difference? What's the difference? What's it matter what you are?" And like, like well, Republicans are more conservative, and you know, and and, and then uh, Donald Rumsfeld gives like a big speech about being a senator and what they're going to be doing and what it's like to be in. But and it was like the most real, like the first guy was like giving this boring, like, aha, we are America's future. And then Donald Rumsfeld comes in and gives like this really charismatic, like fun speech. Mm-hmm. And um, Dick Cheney's like, what's he? He goes, they're like, he's a Republican. He's like, that's what I am. <laughs> ah, that's how you choose. <laughs> yeah. Um, Miranda says, Rabies is only passed on through mucus. Hmm. Thank you, Miranda. Miss R&D. No. Mucus. Exclusive mucus. Exclusive mucus. Mm-hmm. trying to think of other movies I watched recently. I really want to see Midsummer. What's that? I've heard it's bizarre, but in what a good that? way. It's a horror movie. Like, um, what was the one that we watched last oh, year? Hereditary? Yes. It's from the same people that did Hereditary. Okay. okay. Trying to think of all the movies I acquired. <laughs> Mike, Ruby and I sat down and watched Troy together the other day. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. She sat there and watched the whole thing. Ye old Troy. That's, That's a long movie, too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's a fucking classic. Oh, yeah. I must have deleted Hector. Hector. <laughs> I love Troy. I do too. That's such a great fucking movie. Achille- Brad Pitt is Achilles. And and Eric Bana oh, is Eric Bana Hector. Hector. Yeah. And Orlando Bloom is Paris. Paris. Who cares? Yeah, Paris. <laughs> Lucky shot. Honestly. <laughs> I love I loved all of Achilles' like speeches. There are no packs between lion and lions and men. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so good. Larger yeah. than life. The gods don't pity us; they envy us. Yeah, fucking that movie's fantastic. Achilles had the best fucking lines. He really did, and I miss like I'm I'm kind of a nerd about history with that, where it's like we need another like. It's like yeah, Three Hundred isn't like a historical movie, but it at least like puts something out there where people are like. Oh, I wonder what that was, mm-hmm. and it will like, get people into well, that. Well, that's the cool thing about like Chernobyl. Yeah. Recently, people are all of a sudden like yeah, stirred up like, about and learning about Chernobyl. Yeah, it's like everybody wants to know about it, and it's like it's even if Hollywood doesn't have to get everything right, and they will take their so-called like creative license with it. Yeah, I mean, where they'll spin it, and for the most part, the only thing they really did was come like. They combined like a hundred scientists into one woman. Ulana Holmyuk. Yeah. yeah, and she is Legion. Yeah, she she's <laughs> the, the hive mind. The yeah. problem the problem with Chernobyl though, which I still haven't seen it, but for the people that refuse to educate themselves, it's going to continue to 
to paint nuclear technology in a negative light. This is true. And yeah. that's not the direction that we need to be going. Nuclear energy is a great source as long yes. as you don't have safety tests. <laughs> <laughs> no AZ-5. <laughs> no AZ-5, people. We, we, don't, we don't do that with uh, control rods. Not nah, here in America. But no. it, 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 nuclear, we, I've talked about it on the show yeah, before yeah. now. Nuclear technology is the point where that, will not, that cannot no. happen again. Not circumstance. No, even yeah. Fukushima wasn't like that kind. Of, that it wasn't even that bullshit. No, like earthquake happened, steam built up, hydrogen or he, it, yeah, it was hydrogen built up in mm-hmm. the shit, and then it just blew up. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't the uranium. It's not like no. oh one day it's just gonna blow up. Like so, it's nuclear energy is no. definitely something, but there is that scary thing where it's like Fukushima, Chernobyl, like. You know, puppies running around with, like, five legs or something. Well, fucking Fukushima is still leaking. Yep. It is. We don't talk about it enough. If you're eating fish out of the Pacific, you're eating radiation. But there's not really much we can do about it. That's the Japanese government right there. Well, it's more than the Japanese government at this point. It's a big ocean. Because it's going into international waters. Yeah, it's... So now it is a world issue. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course, like, why are we not doing anything about it? But why is Japan not doing something about it? Well, we don't know that Japan's not trying. Because we don't don't hear about it. Oh, we got some fucking Japanese dudes in Kyoto, like, yep, shit's fucked up up there. (laughs) Well, that sucks. (laughs) Sucks PlayStation 5. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, man, that's what the Americans love. They don't want radiation. (laughs) They don't fucking eat fish anyway. They don't eat fish anyway. Uh, That makes me sad, though, because I fucking love fish. It's either mercury or radiation now that we're getting. So, darn. Pick your poison. Pick it up, EPA. You're listening, right? That's literally, you're picking a poison. Yeah. I really dig that. That's very clever of you. Thank you. I have one a day. I was going to say, that doesn't happen very often. Maybe one a day. Witness me. Get the chromes. That's his pickup line. Get the fucking chrome spray paint out. Witness me. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Dear God. Uh, But I need another historical movie like that. Like a a Saving Private Ryan. Absolutely. uh, Something like that. It's just like I remember through that whole era, and that's something me and my dad did a lot, is we would watch movies like that. And it would give more. It's like, you know, it's like bang, pow, boom, explosions and all that. What's the most recent one that uh, Nolan did? Uh, They did Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dunkirk was really... It was a different pace movie. If you, It's not like a Saving Private Ryan. It's more of about like, all right, we're surrounded and we know we can't do anything. Like, I learned I learned about Dunkirk recently, after, like well after the movie was out, and I was like, wow, that's actually... It's probably the closest we came to losing the war. Yeah, like, like, that's like really cool how they pulled, like what they pulled off yeah, of that. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of fishermen came and were just like, all right, hop on. We don't care if, you know, we just get shot up and everything like that. But Well, if you think about it, too, like, you brought up Saving Private Ryan, um, 300. Like, around the time that Saving Private Ryan came out, it was, there was almost too many of those movies. Yeah. It was Saving Private Ryan. Black Hawk Down. Is another That's a classic. movie that doesn't yes. get talked about enough. That movie is just... Jamie Lannister's head start. Mm-hmm. Nope. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Black Hawk Down. Oh my goodness! What you're missing out? No. You're missing out. Yeah, uh, those two uh, tears behind of the sun enemy, isn't enemy really lines. what behind enemy lines. Thin red line yeah. is another one. Thin red line. Um, tears of the tears of the sun. Tears like of the sun movie. isn't really historical, but I mean it, it brings to life 
some... I did remember one that is coming up. If you haven't seen a trailer for it yet, Midway. They're oh, making the Battle a Mid- of the Midway. Midway movie. Wow. They're making a modern Midway movie. Cool. So oh. I'm very excited about that. I hope there they stick to it. There is one coming out. Um, Wind Talkers was another one that Wind came Talkers out. was a good one, yeah. That's another obscure one that's like, you find it and you're just like, I'm The movie would have been this, way better if it didn't have. I really hope this doesn't like derail this conversation, but I suggested that, because I was talking to somebody at work about the Assassin's Creed series, because they recently got into Odyssey and have just been raping their minds with that game. Basically, in a week, they beat the whole thing, and far, they're, they're farther than I am, which is not hard to accomplish. Which person but, is this? Uh, John. Okay. Um, John the Unabridged. Um, the other guy that talks about Chernobyl. That I told <laughs> the you other about. Chernobyl guy. Um, Can't wait to meet him. <laughs> but no, I, we were just talking about it, and he, I, I was telling him how I think, I, I guess the, the next Assassin's Creed game is rumored to be uh, uh, set in Norse, mm-hmm. Norse regions. About when Norse times, uh, I don't know. Just could but, be anything. Uh, just it's cool. They're basically they're they're going to continue down that path of like action RPG hack and slash like they have been. Yeah, I, I guarantee it. I, I I would rather them go back a few games to pretty much like the first couple. Yeah, Mm-mm. I want them to stay right where they're at. I know they're cool like that, but I I also just I want that stealth like experience. Yeah. you can play that way now. Barely. See, but like uh, that was like that. The last Assassin's Creed game I played, you were at CO. It was like the second or the I third. I love that. I, I miss. That was I miss one, having. That was one of my favorite ones where it's just like, okay, it's like, <laughs> all right, if I mess up and everybody sees me, I just die, like Splinter Cell or something. Pretty much, like yeah. That. Like I miss like it, it. It was sleek. It was suave. As, as odd as it is down to say that, taking down this guy, somebody to, for perfectly. a game, say a game is suave. It was very um, polished. It was good. Yeah, but I, I suggested that. Uh, we go to World War II era, and he's like, "Oh, and obviously the Nazis are going to be the Templars." I'm like, "Actually, the Nazis are the assassins, and the Jews are the Templars." <laughs> Extra spicy. Well, they, did go, like, they did go to World War II already. <clears throat> yeah, it, it it is touched upon. If you play Syndicate, you actually play it. That's set in World War II. No, 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 it's World War One. I'm okay. sorry, but they do bring up World War Two. Um. World War II does get brought into Revelations, mm-hmm. um, but no, I, I I went I went back. I was like, all right, I was kidding on all that shit. Still want to go to World War II, but you're a Native American wind talker. That'd be, that'd be neat. very important. That'd very be, important to that'd our be war a effort. Super mm-hmm. neat assassin uh, role. It'd be like the redemption role from Three, which I've heard. I, I I rented Three one time, and I. I couldn't get into it. I really. loved three. I didn't like that. It. Was the Revolutionary War one? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. I saw the trailer for it and I was just blown away by it. I was like, I need to get this. Oh yeah. And then I... the, tra- the the trailer for that and Black Flag just blew me away. Yeah. Black Flag. Still loved that game. Disappointed me on the assassin front, but I still love that game. It was still very cool. It's like you got your own ship. Yeah. Really cool pirate like game. Excellent pirate game. Very cool pirate game. Naval combat. Excellent. Uh. Yeah, I, I loved. I, I I think I loved Assassin's Creed Three, not because I I didn't really like Connor as a character. He he was kind of lame. Yeah, he wasn't Ezio. He wasn't anybody yeah. that came. He was the weakest in the yeah, chain that uh, far. Super so. weak, but I mean, uh, I just really enjoyed climbing through trees and uh, hanging British people. So lobsters that's, that's, never knew what hit him. That's the psychopath in me coming out. Uh, 
I, I, I really hold a grudge uh, against the British. Uh, <laughs> They've done quite a few terrible things, like every nation. Like but dominate the entirety of the world. The sun never set on the British Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you know that on average, every seven days, a nation or a group of people celebrates... Um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, independence. Independence from, from British from the sovereignty. British Imp- yeah. On average, every <laughs> seven days. We got- Suck it, England. <laughs> We're looking at you, Hong Kong. Now you're trapped on your little island the size of Georgia with the Scots and the Welsh right where you started. The fucking forgotten empire, or the, the forgotten Ottoman Empire that no one ever fucking even remembers existed. Oh, I remember the Ottomans. Those, <laughs> those, I remember the Ottomans. Those, uh, that poor Constantinople. Mm. Never knew what hit it. Fucking, Rest in peace. Yep. Eastern Rome, 1453. My man! <laughs> Dude, John would love talking to you. He's, he was a history major. so. Like. Hey, I mean, it's it's sad thing to see go, but, you know, the Catholics didn't want to participate. No, I thought you were talking history. Sad to see it go, because, you know. They, in the past. It goes in, yeah. Let the man talk. I like it when he talks. I like it when he talks. I just get excited. Remember that time (laughs) that the British and the Americans and the French convinced the fucking people rebelling against the Ottoman Empire that we would give them their shit after World War One? And then we just didn't. And then we just didn't. (laughs) I remember seeing a meme where it was uh, it was the Mr. Rogers meme of uh, you know I'm not very good at it but it doesn't matter and it's Mm -hmm. like. The European nations cutting up the Ottoman Empire after mm. the war. <laughs> I'm not very good at it, but it doesn't matter. Like, Arabs, you should destroy the Ottomans because we'll give you stuff. And then they're like, oh, wait, it's the early uh, 20th century and you're not white, so we're not going to do that. So <laughs> that was pretty much their uh, deduction with this. Hey, I yeah. heard you guys have oil. <laughs> we're really into You sound that. like you need freed. <laughs> yeah. Have Liberated. you heard of democracy? We got you, fam. Kind of like Belgium in Africa, anywhere. Oh, God. (laughs) Belgium in the Congo. We have waffles. (laughs) Have our freedom-flavored waffles. Oh, goodness. Give us your diamonds. Meanwhile, in Austria, Hitler happened. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yep. I wonder if that art school college admissions officer ever felt bad for that. Probably not. At some point in that war. Just like, maybe I should have just let that Adolf guy in like, and draw some pictures. <laughs> like, 1942 like, rolls around. Uh, it, it, there, that guy is just sitting in a concentration camp. He's like Somewhere. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> ah, he's apologizing to everybody. He's like, I'm sorry. Like He's just like, oy vey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Remember that time that the Italian people put their faith in Benito Mussolini oh, against, yeah, they did. against uh, you know, the Imperial Italy, and then, oops. <laughs> we are now New Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. We can't even get through Ethiopia without Germany's help. Yep. Worthless. Mm-hmm. What did they do to him in the streets? <laughs> Not... <laughs> Almost Rasputin-level shit. They, Hitler yeah. <laughs> killed himself because he saw the tapes of Benito Mussolini getting marched through the streets. Mm-hmm. Just, he was like, hey, I know the Soviets are going to be not real nice to me. So <laughs> Soviets aren't very nice to people. No. Typically, no. 
They, they have a history of not being nice to people. <laughs> Just very not cool. Stalin especially. Very mean Soviet man. Hey, Stalin, we're friends. You know? No, <laughs> no problems here. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to need everything that I said I was going to give you. Okay, cool. Right meow. Right, right meow. Right meow. Right meow. <laughs> oh, man. I'm enjoying this so much. I love these conversations we have. <laughs> New Midway movie. Looking great. Yeah. Looking fantastic. You haven't seen a trailer. Look at him. Bringing it Look back. It bringing it back. Bring Pull it, it up. Back. Pull up the Midway trailer. Let's watch it live. We haven't watched a trailer in a while. We have a green screen. What does that have to do with anything? We, we can watch still. it on the green screen. Oh. <laughs> oh. With Rosie? <laughs> Rosie's not part of it. I don't well, want We're going to take all that away. <laughs> This one right here. We we forgot about. I mean, it was more love story than anything. But we forgot Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that was a big deal that when was. Pearl Harbor came out. Yeah. Pow. Um. It's a little, a little on your shirt. <laughs> That's all right. I really like that guy. He does a really good job playing. The casting is gonna, is really good from what I've seen so far. The Japanese are playing something bigger. So what's the target? We believe it's Midway. Washington disagrees. Good cast. Oh yeah. Minus the Jonas bro. Yeah, I just saw that. I'm like, why? <laughs> that looks really fucking good. It looks neato. What's that uh, new Tarantino movie? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't seen that trailer yet. Pull it up. We're gonna. Totally off topic. Pull it up. I wanted to see it. Isn't this going to be his last film? I don't know. I thought I read that somewhere that this was going to be his last film. Oh, you still here. You can do anything you want to. 
TV cowboy. You're better than that. <laughs> Blonde. I've seen Dakota fanning him in there for a while. Looks pretty good. Marked down. Never passing up on a Tarantino. Tarantino's alright. I'm hit or miss with some of his movies. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's all like 10 out of 10 stuff. It's yeah. just I feel like there's very... Tarantino is Tarantino, and sometimes that's kind of hard to do to have your own identity like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he has his own very few couple things that he does very well. And obviously, he has his classics and all that. Like, yeah, really, the only Tarantino films that I haven't enjoyed was Kill Bill, and that's normally the ones that that's normally the one that triggers triggers people when I bring it up. I just didn't really enjoy them. I don't really like uh, Uma Thurman. I just Uh, don't. The one that I have that triggers people is Pulp Fiction. I don't like Pulp Fiction. Okay. Uh, it's not a great yeah. movie. I like some scenes in it. It's got some great scenes. Yeah, it's it? definitely some iconic cinematography, things like that. Overall, but... though, the whole movie I don't like. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Tarantino movie is Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I like that movie yeah. a lot. That's, That's an easy one, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's always either Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction that people mm-hmm. love, I feel yeah. like, when they talk about Tarantino. I really, really liked The Hateful Eight. I have not seen the Hateful Eight yet, and I, uh, they they put the extended edition on Netflix. That's and what I was getting ready to say. Split it up. It's episodic, hour each. Mm. Episodic. Mm. But it's it's the whole movie. What what's your take on the Hateful Eight? Did you not care for it? Uh, I can't say I've seen it. Oh really? I've not seen the Hateful Eight. I have no idea what it's about. If, if you're into westerns, it's pretty good. I like westerns, which I'm a big fan of. So. Like the old Clint Eastwood, like spaghetti westerns. Not that like style. That. More, more. Um, I like the more modern western. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More like. Uh, like I like Three Ten to Yuma. That was man. A good I was yeah. gonna western. bring that up. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, it's a fantastic one. Yeah. Three Ten to Yuma. Op- as far as the modern western goes, I think that Open Range is probably the top tier. I need to see that still. Kevin Costner, Robert Duvall. Yeah. I remember seeing it in yeah. theaters. Fucking great. Um, the modern True Grit with uh, with Jeff Bridges yeah. and Matt Damon was was pretty good. I mean, it when that came out, I remember seeing it in theaters, and there was a lot of people on the internet were like, "Oh, it wasn't as good as the original." Okay, and and people said the same thing about the Magnificent Seven. You take original True Grit, original Magnificent Seven, and compare them to the modern day versions. 
the cinematography alone should be enough to sell it for somebody. Yeah. yeah. You know, the cast, the acting is way better. Is some of it cheesy in The Magnificent Seven? Absolutely. But True Grit, it, it, it's pretty true to the original story, and I think most people are upset just because it's not John Wayne. Yeah. yeah, they have Jeff the Brid- old nostalgia yep. with it. Like Jeff Bridges did, fucking killer. So if you haven't seen either of those, he typically does. Right. I mean, I like Jeff Bridges a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint Chase has a movie idea. He says, "Movie idea: The McLaughlin family finds itself in trouble when it accidentally adopts seventeen pugs. Mm. Get ready for this year's hottest summer film, Pugs Attack, directed by Rob Zombie." <laughs> Uh, I'm I down. To, I tried to put on my best movie guy voice. Can I, I, I green light now? I I miss the fucking '90s trailer guy. Yeah, where'd he go? I also miss '90s trailers. Oh yeah, where it just said, "This is what the movie is. Watch it this day." It's not supercuts of every best part of the movie, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. cheaply trying to just like ah, we, we you know you bought a ticket. Gotcha. That was all the cool parts of the movie in yep. that minute and a half right there. Like, and uh, it's just, it's very... Or the know. ones that do, like, four-minute-long trailers. Yeah, and it's just, like, that's the entire thing. I can get everything out of it. And yep. it's, like, they don't keep anything vague. It needs to be mysterious. Do you guys remember that, that Pablo, Pablo Francisco skit where he does the movie guy voice? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I need to pull that up. That was some good shit. That, uh, I can't... Clint, not. I'm down. Uh, reach out to a studio somewhere. Let me know. I'll play myself. You can play the pug. The blind one. Yes. Frank. The king. Frank. Dank Frank the tank. Dank Frank the tank. Uh, I had, there was one where it was like an AMV, like, like anime mashup with it, where like, they just blended the scenes to like what he was saying. Coming soon to own. But, uh, <laughs> oh, it was oh shit, DVDs. this is like a five minute skit, but we're going in. Get some volume. Sorry, folks. The quality is poor. Hi, Pablo. Nice to meet you. My name is Don. It's like, holy shit! You got kids with a dude. Whatever happened to this guy? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. These kids these days, they... Imagine making love to that guy. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he did. Uh, he had a voice acting role in the ga- in the XCOM series of games. Okay. I don't know if this is the same one I'm talking about. Action. Romance. Desire. Imagine making three hands like I'm making your breakfast in the morning. Do eggs are beaten beyond recognition. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do any more. Morgan Freeman. Keanu Reeves. They knew 
too much. We know too much. <laughs> they went too far. They went too far. We went too far. He said we went too fucking far. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Fucking Jackie Chan. Or Jean-Claude Van Damme. That guy makes movies all the time. Jean-Claude Van Damme is back in the same shit you've seen over and over and over again. <laughs> Not the bandit. Got him. He's running out of ideas. Okay, I hit you and you go down. Then I kick you and then I hit you and you go down. And I'm the winner. I am the winner again. Jackie Chan's the funniest guy, though, Jackie Chan. What? What? Hey, what you guys hear the little tortilla boy one? Mm-hmm. What happened? What going on? Why me? Why me? He gets in fights for the most stupidest reasons, doesn't he? Hey, you! What are you eating? I don't know. I eat a banana. Get out! Well, that voice, that movie previous voice, that guy can take any topic, regardless what it is, and make it cool. Put the lights out now. Put the spotlight on me. In the city, you must fight to survive. He sold tortillas on the corner. <laughs> I miss shit like that. I miss 90s, early 2000s comedy. I probably shouldn't have, but I grew up on, like, Dave Chappelle show. So I feel like that that uh, set the bar a little too high for, like, sketch comedy for yep. me. Yeah. <laughs> where I can't go back anymore, where it's like, oh, Dave Chappelle did it in 2002, so. How do you feel about Daniel Tosh? Um, I like, I do like Daniel Tosh. I do. I'm sorry. Uh, I had hope in you. I, I like his stand-up. I like his stand-up. I'm not a big I, I, Tosh Point is hit or miss for me, but now I will say Tosh Point is the weakest thing. I love Daniel Tosh stand-up. Tosh Point eh? Sometimes it's like, all right, I wish it was just 30 minutes of you just doing videos like you do at the beginning. I don't need web redemptions; they're pretty weak. Yeah. Like I, they don't really do a whole lot for me. 
There are like, there there are three people in this world that I know if I mention their name, uh, Tyler will be triggered. Daniel Tosh. Can you name the other two? Um. Uh, can I get a hint, or is uh one's <laughs> already been mentioned on this episode? Um, Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. Daniel Tosh. Brian Cranston. And. Pol Pot. <laughs> I like it. I like where you took it. <laughs> Just trying. Uh, like. He's he's in a lot of he's been in a couple movies with The Rock. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Hey. I just sympathize with Kevin Hart because he's my exact same height. So at least he can th- see things from my perspective, which is nice. Literally. But he's not funny. I, I mean, I know. Yeah. It's even, I don't like his stand up really. I don't think his acting's that great. I kind of had that whole thing with like Dan, uh, Dane Cook where I didn't like his stand up at all, but I thought his acting was. He I like had, his acting. He had I, some I liked good his ones. early stand up. Some of his stand up was fucking really, really good, but the the as a whole it was As a whole it's pretty mad. As the as the whole physical comedy craze like kind of died down, so did his career. Yeah. I mean, it definitely did. I mean uh, he did a vicious circle, which is probably one of my favorite stand up specials of all time. Mm-hmm. And then he did uh Rough Around the Edges next, which was like three or four years later. And that was not as good and neither was the one that came after that remember when, remember before uh a vicious circle when he did the alien skit oh for the first on time? central presents mm-hmm. oh dude that alien skit was just man fantastic. that was fucking gold i miss comedy central in 2002 yeah I, don't know, I feel like that was like the apex it was like but like when growing up i remember watching like christopher titus stand up dennis leary like good shit you know, um, and now I fucking watch Kevin Hart, and it's just like, how can people find this man funny? And then in his movies, it's ah! yeah, it's the same sort of idea where it's like, oh, you just took him from stand up and put him in a multi million dollar production. However, in the upside, right, which starring, I will give that a chance. Starring your other mortal fucking celebrity. I hate Brian Cranston. Trigger. <laughs> I'll get into that later, but uh, yeah, he the, the upside was excellent, excellent movie. I'm going to give it a chance when I have time. I, I'm pretty sure it's I, low on the list. I sense mm-hmm. it, but it's you know. I'm pretty sure that was one of the movies that I uh, acquired. And if you want it, when I'm ready, I have to be ready. ready. <laughs> to mentally prepare myself to watch a Kevin Hart I understand movie. That. <sighs> so, well, it's it's more Brian Cranston than anything. But uh, long story short, I tried to watch Breaking, Breaking Bad. I didn't like it. The first se- I couldn't even get through the first season because it was so boring. And I remember Brian Cranston from Malcolm in the Middle, and I hated that show so much. Brian Cranston's all of his roles are literally just I'm yelling and I'm mad or I'm sad, <laughs> and I I just I think he's fucking not the actor that everyone paints him to be. So fair enough. I, I have think, I have a vendetta against Brian Cranston. I think you know. I think yeah. With Breaking Bad, obviously everybody went <laughs> with yeah. that. But um, before that, I mean, I didn't really think of like you know Brian Cranston. Oh, he's my man. It's like I vaguely remember seeing my brother watch uh, Malcolm in the Middle. I never really got into it. But before that, it was just like, oh, it's that Malcolm in the Middle guy in this crazy show about this chemistry teacher that deals meth. And I'm like, right. it was just so different and like. 
how does he going to do this? So that really fascinated with me. And I, I liked Breaking Bad. I really enjoyed it. But, you know, I've never, no show's ever going to be just great for everybody. Right. He's the first person to acknowledge that. Normally people, including you, just get mad and defensive. I don't get mad. You did the first I'm couple pissed. times. I'm <laughs> I am yeah. pissed. You don't like Breaking Bad? Because no, like, uh, that's triggering, especially for a lot of people. It's just like, I don't like, it's like, you, you just don't like good TV. You just don't like good TV then. And it's no, just I, was, like, I was mad because he just refused to give it a real chance. I tried, man. I mean, and, and I, I kept, all of us have all said, get past the first season. If you can't hook that's me That's what in I first. did with uh, Game of Thrones. I, I, I had a huge difficulty getting in the first season of Game of Thrones. The first season is rough. It, it is. is. And now I look back from like season eight where it's just like, oh, look at all that character building and development when they had like one sword fight with Jamie Lannister and mm-hmm. Ned Stark. And then we have like the exact opposite. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we, you know, like generally considering the last season was the po- most poorly received. Out mm-hmm. of all of them, but but I can appreciate it a lot more going back through it. But it's just like, oh, here's this guy's name. This guy rules this place, and it's just like, why do I care? I don't know. <laughs> and then Ned Stark got his head cut off, and it took off from there. I think everybody hits uh, episode nine, and then that's when they really got hooked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Game of Thrones is a tough one. I mean, it it took my wife. It it basically took my wife from premiere until season eight premiered for me to convince her. It took me all that time to convince her to, to watch even it. sit down and watch it. Yep. Because yep. the Cause pacing she, is really slow. At first. Well, she like, tried. There was a couple times I tried to get her to watch, and we started season one, episode one, and she would fall asleep, like, midway through the episode. <laughs> because especially, like, that pilot episode is fucking slow. Yeah, it's just, like, super It's dry. a pilot. I mean, that's how it's always going to be. I yeah. haven't watched. I haven't watched a pilot episode of any series, you know, if of, uh, you know, like, quick memory off the top of my head that wasn't fucking slow. Yeah. And uh, they have to just dip their toe in the water. They can't throw too many things at the audience where it's just like, or, you know, they're trying to at least get their show greenlit, mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, we have to, you know, like, here's this, here's that. Well, I, I believe there was a completely different pilot shot for Game of Thrones, and it was just so bad that they just completely scrapped it. Jesus. Had different actors and... Or and some actors were even playing different characters that were still in the show. Yeah, and just they they just gave up. There's like I remember there was a guy at DTS when we were discussing Game of Thrones. Uh, he had just gotten through season one, and I was like, "Yeah, my one of my favorite characters is Jamie Lannister." And he walked away, and I'm like, "That guy probably thinks I'm a psychopath. He's never <laughs> going to talk to me again." <laughs> like, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, towards the end is is one of the best characters in the show. Yeah, you know, up until the point that he leaves Brienne, fucking standing there. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, whatever, just destroy his character arc, I guess. Yeah, just like whatever. I don't think it destroyed his character arc. All oh, that fucking on. character building. It's like it's my like my boy. It's like look how they massacred my boy, Dick. It's Jamie, like, the Golden Lion. Okay. It's like, hey man, you've been addicted to meth for a decade. You're finally clean. Let's keep this going. Yeah, I haven't wanted any meth for a while. Yeah, but we've all been in a toxic relationship. And then it's like that we meth. somehow can't get away from. Him going up to the north and fucking Brienne was like pure fan service at that point. Mm-hmm. It was, it just was fan like, service, it but it was also like his, like he believed, like well, he wanted to fight the enemy. You know that, well, that only lasted half the season, but we could complain <laughs> yeah. about that all day. I don't know. I, uh, I 
we talk. I've I talked about this, and we talked about it on uh, Game of King Chair. Oh, I guarantee. You. Yeah, and, it's... Uh, it. It was, it was really and I I've done a lot of reading on it and I I, I think I've read specifically on uh, Jamie's arc and how f- fans were super pissed about it but how here's how it made sense and it just it dived into the human psyche of it all yeah and it was really cool the toxic relationship is definitely the mo- best argument I've heard about yeah. it where it's just like okay even though all logic says otherwise. And like I love you or something like that. And like everybody's pissed that Brienne was like sobbing and like a, a high school girl mess getting dumped, hey. getting one night stood. I think she everybody did one. that the first time. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, the thing is, like, she wasn't sobbing because he was breaking her heart. I mean, yeah, that probably upset her, but she was sobbing because she knew King's Landing was pretty much about to get torched, mm-hmm. and he was going there. He, no, he, and she knew there was nothing she could do to stop him. Mm-hmm. And if she was going to do it, that was her chance. And then he he was gone. One of, one of the most contrasting scenes for that was uh, when Jamie and Brienne are in the little bath or whatever. And uh, he's like, I, I just wanted to defend the people, you know. And then uh, in the season eight, he's just like, I've never really cared for people. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> D&D, you really have to have, like, so you, can you at least, like, watch the previous stuff before My that? My sister is hateful, and so am I. So am I. It's just like, I hate everybody. I didn't stab that dude He was white-fanging her. Yeah. He was, he was totally like, white-fanging her. It's just like, come on. Get out of here. Man. I don't want you. Go away. Go away. Uh, or ghost or whatever his name is. <laughs> white-fang. She got white-fanged. Oh, my God. I had a, I had a big problem with what they did to Braun. Master of Coin. I like. We don't that. know why, but <laughs> that's what he is. No, now. you you hate that scene, but I love it, and I I love the way they're talking because like, of all the people that, like, that should be there, these people, the regular Joes of fucking Westeros, the regular Joe sidekicks of Westeros, are all there, and of course they're like they have like these new titles. They're they're gonna flaunt them about and to each other, and it's it's playful. Let me ask you this in good conscience. Say say that the three of us were a part of that conversation. We were in those roles. Yeah. You as Dick Blaine Tyner, would you talk in third person about yourself? It's yes, it's a yes or a no. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would. Okay, then I would, oh, it's sarcastic. No. Then I would it's stand sarcastic. up at the table and I would hit you in the fucking face. <laughs> that would be the first the first meeting it. of the small council would be. I like that meeting. I liked. I liked the conversation they had because it, it was it was playful, it was sarcastic. Like they knew that they should not be there, but they are. They got those titles. Every one of them deserved to be sitting where they were at. Oh, absolutely. But at like from our perspective, yeah. But from their perspective, they were they were nothing. Yeah. If you were some random citizen in King's Landing. And you heard of like, yeah, Braun or the Black. I mean, Braun's probably the most notable of them. Yeah, he fought in battles and all that. And, right. You know, he he's probably the most of them. It's just like who the fuck's hey, Davos? Hey, uh, Samuel Tarly is Samuel now Tarly? the uh, <laughs> is now the Grand Maester. It's just like, isn't that guy like thirty? Like, aren't there <laughs> like, aren't there these like just giant society of scholars and uh, people who study these things for their entire lives, and now they have to listen to. Samuel Tarley, who probably should have died during the Battle of Winterfell along with half the cast. But uh, so many times <laughs> bro, he almost died. I'm How many people sure he... got dogpiled by whites? And I'm just like, hey man, it's okay. We'll we'll every time you see Sam, he's just getting dogpiled. No, John, help me. It's and a yelling. new dog pile. 
and yelling. <laughs> he should have been dead eight it was times. Like, come on. I'm pretty sure he died all eight times. D&D's last chance to save that season was the Battle of Winterfell, where the Night King turned around and caught Arya. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to do it. They actually have some balls. Like, they're going to kill a character that people love and care about. Uh, no, it's Mary Sue. You're just going to drop the knife and stab him, and then we win. And the Great War is over, and I was like, I don't think, I don't think we can recover from this. But it was, it was a mess season for me. I don't just like, I know that most in most capacity I've talked about it. It's just like, oh, this piece of piece of shit season. It's like some of the cinematography was really good for that. And yeah. then we had the Battle of Winterfell, where it was just like, what is that? Who's fighting? Like, and it just felt in the Starbucks cup and all you that. You saw the like, video of the the dragons fighting, like brightened, right? Yeah, where you actually see everything. Yeah, and it's it's just like somebody at HBO just needed to go like three clicks up on yeah. the lighting. Yeah, but somehow that just made it through. I guess. But. Well, they say that they did it for immersion yeah. sake. It was supposed to be like horror movie esque, which is fine. You know, I'll, I'll concede to a little bit of immersion. It's the long night, but it's not the long blind night. Right. We, we need to be able to have some sort of information. Um, when like, I watched it, I will tell you, I 100% fucking cranked my brightness up so I could see what the fuck <laughs> you was were going just on. Like, what is happening? Like, well, you you know, you you leave episode two and. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but hearing Podrick sing Jenny of Old Stones is just fucking... And, and then all the shit... Like, you see all the battle preparation, and it's like, man, you this is... You think some people are gonna die. This is like, it. <laughs> and then, you know, the Battle of Winterfell, there's some good action sequences, there's some good scenes, blah, blah, blah. It's fucking dark, so you can't see anything. Yeah. And it's like... Jorah was my favorite character in the series. So watching him go was super bittersweet. Um, I also had it spoiled for me, like the day before I watched it. So they immediately leaked those. Shame on you, Game of Thrones fandom. I immediately saw spoilers right after that. The Battle of Winterfell. It was like rest in peace, all these people well, that died. And so, I was like, oh. Thanks, so I was page. reading like some random wiki somewhere. Like I was bored at work, so I was just looking at like house history of of notable houses in Westeros and it just so happened I was looking at House Mormont and I'm scrolling and I'm reading and I get to the bottom and it says this house is now you know extinct or it has been extinguished because Jorah and Lyanna both died in the Battle of Winterfell and I was like I'm watching that today (laughs) what no the Mormons I was pretty pissed you know, in that choreographed battle scene where Danny and uh, so Danny survives by never picking up a sword and then having plot armor, and um, thank you, <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, but in one of the shots I saw pointed out, it was almost like she like pushed Jora into a sword almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so God shit. damn it! And it was Mad Queen. Yeah, Mad, Mad Queen. Queen. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> she killed a bunch of her enemies. So obviously she needs to be the queen of ashes now. You heard it here first. D&Ds make sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, hmm. we can talk all day about that. Just hmm. unfortunate. Just terrible. We got to go ruin Star Wars now. So we'll see. We'll see. I hope. Kathleen Kennedy's already doing a pretty good job yeah. of it. So I <laughs> to don't... me, Star Wars is very hard to ruin because there's just so much. It's so, and it's just like, trust me, like I usually will be critiquing and looking at negative, more negative. It's like, I don't hate all the new star wars it's just really easy to like pick out little flecks and things like that where it's just like oh so leia got blown out into space 
and she's just going to force push herself or force pull herself back mm-hmm. through. And it's just like everybody in the theater kind of so looked at each other mad about for a that. second. And I was just like, on one hand, stood up. On like, one hand, before like she did her fucking super Leia thing, um, <laughs> just plot armor weapon. Like, yeah, like, we need you. She's like, like a fucking plot armor javelin through space. Yeah, just like, but before she like, did that, and it's just like going through, um, it's going through space and all the debris, and you see her. I was like, are they about to do, like, some, like, kind of weird, like, I'm going to look at her dead body tribute to Carrie Fisher right now? <laughs> this is, I was like, this is kind of weird. She to do. opens this, her eyes, and I'm like, no. I was like, like this, is a, this is a really weird tribute to Carrie Fisher. Just dead body Carrie her Fisher. character's dead body in space. Like, well, this, artsy, yeah, fucking the, panning across. The, the sad we'll thing, miss you, Carrie The sad Fisher. thing about that scene is... Through all the expanded universe content, for the foundation that they laid from Empire through Return of the Jedi, and then, you know, blah, 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 it almost mildly is believable. Like, in Return of the Jedi, the Emperor straight up says, well, if I can't have you, I'll get the fucking other one, you know, because I know there's another one. So, I mean, Leia has Force powers, but... (laughs) <laughs> from from the end of the return or end of Return of the Jedi skyrockets to like, fucking I mean her power level is over nine thousand yeah, thirty like, years though bro yeah, yeah I but mean, thirty has years she of been what? practicing has well, she been practicing supposedly Luke probably trained her I think it's in the it's canon that Luke trained her mm-hmm. space traveling <laughs> space traveling <laughs> I like that but like that and then you look at like the Last Jedi you know you were a part of a three hour long review yeah. And we did. We sucked that thing's dick yeah. that night. Yep. Um, <laughs> six months later, when it finally comes out, three months, whatever. Yeah. I watch it several more times. I'm like, I get it. I see why everybody hates this. Yeah, movie. it's yep. just like I still aw. like this movie, but I kind of get it. The best scene in the Last Jedi is the red room fight scene. Yeah. That's it. That is the only redeeming part of that whole and movie. Even even then, it's like okay, I get they wanted to do like one big tracking shot and make it like that. But there is actually one part of the choreography where one of the people does not nail it. And, like, he does, like, a flip. And it's like, okay, not only it's like, yeah, I get it, Hollywood. You know, not only would you not do a backflip to just expose your back to your enemy. But, like, he follows through. And all he has to do is follow through because she's not looking that way. And he can hit her. And then he goes, like, oh, shit. I'm going to hit her. And then, like, just stabs the air above her. And I was just like, once that was pointed out, I just couldn't take that scene. I love the scene. I love it when I saw yeah. it. It was very cool. That whole sequence when Kylo and Rey and all that were in there. That was probably the coolest for me of the scene. Even though they killed off Snoke, they're just like, oh, Snoke, is this really powerful? Ah, just kidding. He's dead now. He was a red herring. Yeah, he was just... Giant red fucking Yeah, the herring. biggest of herrings. Just... Did not do much. Just like, and he's going to strike him. Supreme down. Leader Herring. Supreme Leader Herring. That's Episode what his title. name should have been. <laughs> Daisy Ridley is an, number one, an awful actress, and number two, an awful Star Wars character. And I will not feel bad for saying that. I won't. No, I just think I the, Mar- the Mary Sue, it's so Mary Sue, it hurts. Like, it's just like, all right, well, my uh, darkest point is looking into a mysterious pool in. <laughs> this movie and they killed luke skywalker man what is episode six called a new or episode four rather the a new hope who is the new hope luke luke and the end of episode six we see luke hanging out with his buddies having a good time 
And we just get this angry old washed up man who just hates everything. It would have been like one thing if he would have been like angry in the beginning. And then he like slowly rediscovers that hope that he has. But no, he just goes to Kylo and he's like, you're a failure. You lost. You're nothing. This is the guy that converted the most evil guy in the universe. His dad. And then he's just like, whatever, you suck, I hate you. And then he's a force ghost and he dies, he dies anyway. And that's just like, and I liked it the first time through. And then, like you said, the second or third time, it was just like, oh, so this is why they're mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that scene, you know, watching Luke fade away with the twin sons in the background. Oh, yeah, that was like, a great that shot. That is fucking incredible. But everything leading everything up until that point is just, just like, mm, I okay. don't feel like that's the character that I grew up watching where it was just like this relentless hope. And everything de- looks so bad. I defended like, it for a long time and justified Luke's oh, attitude. But now it's the point where like I'm totally in everybody else's fucking corner. I still where, defend his attitude i think there's the movie could have been a lot better i'm over the movie I'm, i like the movie but i'm over it this you know? this yeah. next movie is not gonna be any better i don't think really ryan johnson aside i do not think that at this point jj abrams can can save expectations subverted good movie <laughs> that's what it is at this point like <laughs> didn't think of that did you jar jar brinks is gonna come up and take a shit on han solo's grave do 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 that's the end it's yep. like He's got it. <laughs> Solid. I mean, that's kind of J.J. Abrams' M.O. anyway. <laughs> like, hmm. See if you can get a hand, get your hands on the script of the original draft of A New Hope. I'm going to redo it. But I'm not going to change anything. <laughs> mein Gott. Mm. You know, they had a Death Star. Let's do a Death Star. A but big bigger. Death Star. <laughs> then I saw I was like, is that really like, okay, like episode six, it made it's like under construction and it's, you know, it's not ready yet. And then boom, it's ready. And then they Star Killer Base. I'm like, you even have Star in the name. Like, you just don't want to go off but on a limb. Get it, though. It kills stars for its power yeah i mean it's it's metal it's definitely very cool but it's like if they didn't do like two massive super laser weapons i like how they they straight out pointed it out like oh it's got a weak point i mean they all have a weak point we can just fly in there (laughs) yeah we can shoot the weak point. guys we've done this we've done this like harrison Harrison ford's got like yeah he's like he should be good at this by now he's got like a phd in exhaust they even point out this is the death star this is the bigger Death yeah, Star, the- Star Killer Base. Buy my no, premium is- Death Star. Yeah. That's what they wanted. It was just <laughs> Luke, I got this in a loot crate <laughs> that it's, I paid fifty dollars for. Five ninety nine. It's my Each. it's my new Death Star skin. It makes it ten percent bigger. <laughs> Holy moly, she's a thick bitch. Mm. <laughs> Hitbox is still the same. Though. Yeah, right. That's my new catchphrase. Holy moly, Holy. she's a thick bitch. That's a thick moon right there. <laughs> That's no moon. Oh, she's thick. <laughs> That's no moon. That's a thick battle station. <laughs> Just two Death Stars very close together on Stars of Cable Base. That'd be the thickest. I just want Star Wars to be good again. Man. I just want Star Wars to not be mediocre again. 
it's just like I need my I need just better writing and I need and more. I, I think what I think what's really gonna save it for a lot of people is the Mandalorian coming out, yeah. you know, here real soon. And it almost feels exploitative that they're just kind of like cranking one out and a solo movie. I didn't think that the solo movie was bad. No, I really liked it. I actually really I, it liked it. It was the first Star Wars movie that lost money. Mm-hmm. And that took me by surprise, considering... Well, there's a lot of factors that went into that. If yeah. they would One not have had to... Yeah, yeah, if they would not have had to pay another director, immediately followed The Last Jedi and reshot 85% of the movie, it probably wouldn't have lost money. Not to yeah. mention hater fans. Yes. Yeah. Star Wars fans are hard to believe. I I admit we're a we're a fickle bunch. So it's just we look back at four, five, and six like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. We made a shrine for it up at the top of the mountain, and we can never go there again. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we need to be more open, but it is very very easy to just go through. Uh, oh, hyperspace is just going really really fast. So <laughs> so every time I see a space battle now, I'm just like, why don't you just hyperspace into them? Like the government tried to weaponize Nerf footballs. Anytime they get rid of some, get something like hyperspace, you're gonna try to turn it into a weapon mm-hmm. first and foremost. And it's just like, well, why don't we just make a bunch of ships that can just hyperspace into each other? Because it destroys like half of the first order's navy and the yeah. flagship and everything. And now the cannon is just ruined. Where it's just like, oh, we're we're just going really really fast. Because if you hit a grain of sand in space going light speed. That's going to be not good. <laughs> but It's going to be a bad time. It's going to be a bad time. It's going to blow up your ship. Yeah. I I love the thought of all that because I've, I've dived really deep into Star Wars and lore and all that stuff. Like as far – I've even gone into like the development of hyperspace routes like where they actually had to map out routes through, hy- through hyperspace so that people could get through it safely without fucking – Hitting a grain of sand. Yeah, hitting things like because if you do that, obviously, like shit, like a grain of sand probably wouldn't do shit because they have shields. Yeah, but a rock, a rock, a baseball-sized rock, like light speed's pretty fast. <laughs> it's, it's fairly fast, exceptionally quick. It's moving, pal. It's moving. That coaxium gets pumped in. <laughs> Hyperspace noise. I appreciated that. Are we about ready? Are I think we about so. done with this? I think we're ready. All right. Uh, Tyler, thanks for coming back. You going to be back next week? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I'll get to it. It depends, <laughs> it depends on your attitude over the next seven days. <laughs> That's fair. That decision is yours to make, Dick. That's fair. <laughs> Clint just out of nowhere chimes in. Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. I'm not even going to acknowledge that further. Welcome to the Head Museum. I'm Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Patrick, thank you so much for joining. No it's great problem. to have you on here again. Uh, it's definitely going to have to happen more often. I can do that. Sweet. I have the timeage. Sweet. And uh, thank you guys for watching live. And those listening, thank you for listening. Whether you're on the Journey into Comics Network or Podcastrophy Feed, if you're not, please subscribe to Podcastrophy on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And, of course, hit up the Journey into Comics network and get all of the awesome shows like Bruise with Dudes, Dungeons with Dudes, Journey into Comics, Poor 360, Kids for Sale, Adulting Ain't Easy, 
Voice of Survival. Many, many, many fine quality productions. They're uh, out there. New show, The OGs. I forgot Ooh. to talk about that on today's show, but that's 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 an episode. That's a that's a topic for another episode. So yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. If you want, check us out live every Tuesday, roughly around five thirty or six, and uh, you know share our stuff. You know because that that really helps us. <laughs> we have a Patreon too. Mm. The plugs are really weak this this week. I don't care. <laughs> Imagine if I did them. I know, right? <laughs> uh, we have a Patreon, uh, podcast patreon.com slash podcastrophy. Uh, and you don't need to do it. It just helps us. <laughs> like, we're never going to put any exclusive content on there. Every, all, all the content we make is free. And uh, it's for you. And it's public. So uh, definitely check us out there. And if that is all, that is all. Thank you for listening, and please make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys. Later. Signing off. Yeah.